Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're new to the show, we would just like to give you a few heads up before we start, let you know that we are not Joe Rogan, nor are we associated with Joe Rogan. Uh, None of the opinions expressed in this show represent uh, Joe Rogan or Jamie Vernon or anyone at the JRE team in any way, shape, or form. We're just three guys giving our humble opinions. Uh, The way the show works is very simple. We rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then uh, we deep dive into each episode and spend some time talking about some of the points they talked about uh, and giving our opinions on that. That's really it. There's not much else here. It's a podcast about a podcast. Uh, But we do hope you stick around and uh, we hope that you enjoy. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Listening to the Joe Rogan Experience, Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, Experience. I'm not going to bother telling you guys what we do because I'm recording a new intro that you probably will have heard by now. I'm just, just, uh, I, that just dawned on me. That's what that long silence was about. That was, a to, nice, that was a nice pause, man. Trying to clear up some bullshit. Um, welcome back to the show. Kamar, how was your week? Oh my God. Uh, yeah. So I got to tell you, I had the craziest week ever and, uh, I know you hate this, but I'm going to play a clip and, uh, I think you'll well, see, oh. I, I know you hate it. No, but- I just wish you, what you should do from now on is preemptively tell me you have a clip and then we can plug it right in so that it sounds. I realize that, but then it would eliminate the shock of this, this situation. So here we go. We're going to try it. Okay. I'm sorry, Matt, in advance okay. and listeners. It's all good. Everything about you is getting shittier and shittier by the second. You just don't feel it because it's happening very slowly. My mom doesn't have a cell phone. Neither does my mom. Really? Yeah. You know what's... When people say that to me, I find that in in this day and age, it's actually more dangerous than it is smart. Oh, they should have a phone just to be able to call for help. That's... So... We had that conversation on Sunday. On Tuesday night, my mom fell in the kitchen, broke her leg in three places, and was stranded for 12 hours. That's a sad Matrix moment. Well, that's crazy. It's crazy. It's insane. So, meanwhile, Kamara and I are going out to buy all of our parents those necklaces with the yeah, buttons. Lifelines. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that insane? Dude, I, I mean, it is and it isn't because we call like, it's, listen, it's not that. How old's your mom? Ballpark. <laughs> Uh, Kamar, I don't know how old she is. I don't know how much she weighs, though. That's insane. It's insane. That's a crazy Matrix moment. It's the craziest Matrix moment. And I didn't even think about it. Even after I found out she fell, it was my sister who pointed out to me. You influenced the universe to hurt your mother. It appears I'm a bad person. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, okay. Well, then in that case, um, many, many advertisers is a thing that many podcasts have. Many advertisers. (laughs) Many advertisers. And we could use some more. But yeah, so my, my mom had a big accident, and uh, I mean, she's all right. That's good. Well, I figured she was if you're speaking about it so jovially. But uh, I, the thing is, I went to her. I said, so are you going to get a cell phone now? She goes, well, it might have been out of my reach. So the answer is no after this incident. I hate that because it's like, so you don't understand how, like, again, you can yell for Siri. 
Oh yeah, she should have Alexa or something. The necklace is always around their neck. We'll, we'll, we'll see moving forward. Anyways, I had a, a great week. My mom didn't have such a good week. Thank you everyone for sending her well wishes. I'm just saying, Simon, if you think about it, like even the other day when my phone, during the episode when my phone was sitting on the charger, one of us said something close to, hey, whatever, and it triggered her. So like- I would love to believe, Maddie, that- um if you were lying in the kitchen and your phone was in, you know, another room and you were able to tell Siri to call for 911 and that would work. I just, you know, she fucks up the words all the time. But all you have is time. If she fucks up the words, you just calm yourself down. Okay. Hey, Siri, call for help. I did not get that. Looking for hamburgers in your area. <laughs> you just have that conversation. Yeah. Calling Henry. Eight yeah. hours. Whatever. I guess if you call Henry, that's good enough. As long as it calls someone. It's true. Now that I'm thinking about it, Matt, who cares? As long as you get through to someone. Yeah. Yeah. I live here. Please call for help. The other thing that happened this week is the Dems just made complete idiots of themselves in impeachment, but we won't get on that too much. Why? It seems like some of our right-wing listeners really think we mistreat you, and therefore we should spend a great deal of time listening to your opinion on (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Everyone knows. Like, I wonder how these people... I mean, where they come from, I'm sure their constituents will vote for them, but he's going to win so large now. It's not funny. He was going to win anyway. The the thing that I find interesting is that uh, Bernie will probably be, it'll be Bernie Trump. I hope it's Yang. And at least. The Chappelle push. At least um, that's something you can kind of get behind. Oh, I can get behind anything. Yeah. Mm Mm-mm. You can't get behind Biden. You can't get behind. Um, well, there was a sir fuck there. Here you go, Kamar. Be careful with that. There was a suggestion that Biden's running just to avoid what is happening to him. Anyway, let's move on real quick. We got to get to an episode. Simon, how does that make any sense? Well, they're saying that if sorry Mark. he's running for president, he can't be investigated. That's the whole reason for this impeachment. Right? I thought when you ran for president, they could like open the books on you. That's the whole point. If he hadn't run for president, would they even be a discussion about this guy? Trump only um, only singled him out. Makes that happen because he's his adversary. But I just don't think in my head Trump is not afraid of Biden whatsoever. So that that that's, that's not logical. Hold on. First of all, and I know this is an unpopular right wing opinion, but in order to be afraid of someone, you have to have sense which I don't think Donald Trump has. So I don't think he has the sense to be afraid of anyone, even when he should. He's the kind of guy that could be in a snake pit and be like, I don't even see the problem here. But couldn't you see Donald being the type of guy who would be like, yeah, he's definitely not a threat at all because I'm Donald, but let's just stomp him out to be sure. No, that, that, that would reek of insecurity. I think he stomps everyone. I agree with you, Matt. This is, this is what I, but I don't think it's a thought. I think he's just like, I don't know. I think that's a rich thing, too. I think rich people play that game where it's just Right, you don't have to, but we will, just in case. I've got tons of money. All I got to say is this. If I had lawyers on retainer spending the kind of money that these people do, I'd be suing the fuck out of everyone for kicks. Yeah. Just because I'm like, I'm paying this guy. So what's an extra couple grand an hour to fucking sue all my enemies? That's what happened. Do you guys ever hear about those billionaires that got hung in their mansion in Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. And so my uncle's lawyer and he was saying that the guy had like 2000 lawsuits against other people going. So that was basically 2000. But wait, they possible didn't get suspects. They didn't get 2000 hung. motives. I thought they were like set up in some macabre. That's um, why he said they were hung. It, as in like they didn't it, hang themselves. It was themselves. made to see like a suicide. But a private investigator yeah. disguised. I thought it was like they got set up like uh, mannequins at a tea party. That type of 
And do you know? Do you know how they were found? They were found by a real estate agent showing the house. Ooh. So it was the whole oh, shit. So here's the master. Showing. Here's the master kitchen. Uh, two bathrooms on the side. And now wait till you see this. And he opens the oh, wrong room. No, he brought, uh, dude. The best real estate agent would just play around it. <laughs> the odor can we can do something about that. Uh, these are tapestries. Those people buying the house just know that they have a deal to be made. Oh, you know? yeah. This gives us some real bargaining yeah. power, Susan. Leverage. Yeah. So what was the asking price? <laughs> Simon, how was your week? My week was, was just another week, man. Just another week. Oh, real passive. There's something going on there. Yeah, right? real passive aggressive. <laughs> fine. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, no, it was fine. Everything's fine. Again, glad to, glad to be here with y'all. How was your week, Matt? Uh, nothing to write home about. Sounds like you're hiding something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, I had the most fucking uneventful week ever. My my uh, 49ers are in the Super Bowl. That's something. And I'm now a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Funny story about this shirt. I got it in Australia when I was living there because I was hanging with this girl and then she met this guy and we ended up going back to a hotel and he had like a suite room and they ended up going banging while I just sat there awkwardly. And when she came out, he like... Gave me this for. <laughs> I was like, sorry, I didn't invite you to the threesome, but here's yeah. a shitty fucking Kansas City jersey. Hey, mate. It's not shitty. It's Derek Thomas. So Thanks for listening. He is my cum rag. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, he, 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 was a, he was American. Like, he was, oh, okay. He was, oh. A, he was a black guy. From sorry the, for waiting. Yeah. Here's my cum rag. <laughs> <laughs> executive in the NFL or something. Sure, with that $5 jersey? Yeah, no, he just told you. I'm an executive in the NFL. Let me bang your girlfriend real quick, and we'll no, see no, if no, no, no. Super Bowl tickets. Let's pull the black light out and she, see. She wasn't my girlfriend. Okay. It wasn't that bad, but we were just out, met this guy, yeah, and then yeah. we ended up, you know, when you're partying. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. All right. The Cuxa City uh, Chiefs. Um, all right, well, short week this week, unless you're counting the MMAs, in which case it was a normal week. Well, I, I think guess. we shot ourselves in the week. Uh, the foot this week because of that. Well, we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot. Well, I mean, we would have, would have had more content if we listened to those. I didn't even listen to them. Do you guys listen to them? I listened to a bit of Usman, and I listened to a bit of Frankie Edgar. No, I took the opportunity with no Joes to catch up on some uh, other podcasts I had been ignoring. Well, I was going to say, to be honest, for us, weeks where there's only two real episodes, it's more like a vacation and a blessing. Like, I actually caught up on some books on tape, did some other stuff. I had three throwbacks to edit, so it was nice not having to cram 15 hours of Joe down my fucking gullet, to be honest. Agreed. Not that I don't like doing this, but some there's some weeks where it's really down to the wire. I'm up at like 5 a.m. listening on two times to an episode I never wanted to be listening to in the first place. I was really hoping that they were going to drop uh, Stephen A. Smith on a Saturday. I was preparing myself for that. That was my fault. That was my fault. Sorry. No, no. Listen. You I, really I, went I, down the conspiracy hole there put that together. I, He's not in Miami. Well, I just... <laughs> He's listen, in L.A. <laughs> I, you know, when you're watching First Take and the whole... Cr- and keep in mind, I watched First Take all week. Stephen A. was in Miami all week. And then mysteriously... On Friday or Saturday, he's in L.A. And the rest of the team is in Miami. So I don't know. I just got to thinking. I was like, why would Stephen A. leave the panel? And so I was thinking maybe he recorded JRE, but I'm wrong. It's Rakeem's Razor. Or maybe he did, and they're releasing it on Monday. Maybe. Post-Super Bowl Stephen know, A. Man. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right. Where is the Super Bowl this year? Miami. My Jemmy. Miami. I got a buddy who's there. Who's going to the game. Well. Yeah, isn't that sweet? He did, he, it's his 40th birthday this year, so I think him and his wife are just bucket listing everything. Do I know this guy? 
Illo? I don't think so. I used to work at Carleton University, and there was a guy there who started dating this rich girl, and she took him to uh, a wow. Super Bowl game, and he was like the god of the place. And I think two years ago, he went to jail for embezzling. <laughs> Yikes. My mom's been to the Super Bowl. She went to the Pontiac Dome. Just just goes to show you could be up and down. Detroit is Where's like the, the worst. Dome? Detroit. Detroit, Detroit is like the yeah. worst. Oh, that's the worst Super that, Bowl location. It must be ever. fucking freezing. Yeah. Well, it's not outside. And it's Detroit. Pon- it's the oh, dome. It's Pontiac a dome. dome. Sorry. I was Sorry. I was dating a girl once, and uh, she knew I liked the Detroit Lions. Yeah. So she surprised me by taking me to a game of theirs. Yeah. In Kansas City. Well, that's nicer. In December. Oh, not it so was nice. horrible. Yeah. Because she didn't give a fuck about football. I was ex- The whole experience was great for me. I'm, I'm going to admit it because a girl flew me out there, but it was so fucking cold in that stadium. Can you believe this guy's had a girl fly him out to a fucking NFL game? Nope. <laughs> and insane. I've known him my whole life. It's insane to me. I didn't have the paunch. Anyway, we will get to the episode. That, that's what's holding him back from uh, betting top A models yeah. is the paunch. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, now that he's doing five chin-ups at a time, it's going away. Yeah. Sorry about the intro. Normally, we wouldn't go this long, but uh, it's a short week. It's going to be a short episode. Let's do our fucking Super Bowl picks before we get into this, and then we'll just get into the episode. Simon, who do you have? Well, you know what I'm doing. Yeah, you're going San Fran. But how, how many points? What's the spread? What's the total? Uh, like, what's I, the score? Final I think score? the score will be like uh, 28-21 San Fran. How about that? Oh, so you're going under as well on the final score. Why wow. is, what did they say it was? 54. Come on, am I wrong? 54 and a half? Well, I mean, look, uh, San, San Fran should shut them down as much as possible, correct, and they're not going to put a ton of points up on the board. We know this. Who's not going to put a ton of points up on the board? San Fran. That's where you're wrong. But they're going to shut down KC, hopefully. Uh, I think uh, Vegas got it right this time. Is going to be something like 34-20 Kansas City. I think it'll be a bit higher. Just because I'm thinking back to the game against New Orleans. They had a fucking shootout against New Orleans where it was like 45-40 or something. I just find recently Super Bowls are really tight in the beginning. Do you want to... uh, Who are you picking? Um, Because if you're taking KC, we can uh, make it interesting. No, I think... I honestly think it's going to be something like 34-31 San Fran. That's what I so think. So we gonna can't be. bet. And you're taking KC? Mm-hmm. So you want to put... By 14, I said. $20 on it? You got a Pontiac. There you go, buddy. KC by 14 is not a terrible bet. Because if that defense can't shut down Mahomes, it's going to be a blow-up. It's all about defense up. is getting tired. Who's on the field in the first half the longest? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. So. Also, defense putting up points. If San Fran's defense well, can turn, put up points... That, that's usually turnovers. Well, listen, that, could, that, that changes the game. I'm just saying. Though. Yeah. But if it's you. like San Francisco drives the whole first quarter, Kansas City drives the whole second quarter, it's going to be a toss I also think that there's more pressure on Jimmy G than Mahomes. Anyway, that said, we're 50 minutes in. We haven't mentioned Joe once. 50? 15. Oh, that's all right. Um, short week this week. Other than the MMAs, which we don't cover, um, we apologize if you're big in MMA. We're into MMA. We just don't cover the episodes because we find that most people will probably tune out. So... Uh, there were four MMAs this week. If you're into that, this was your week. There was Usman, uh, Frankie Edgar, uh, Lovato Jr. Maybe there's only three, right? In our theory, he... No, I think there were four. No, the one was from the last week that was the spillover. Sure. It was four in a row, but... Sure. But our agreed theory is that he did this just go, you want to talk fighting, Stephen A? We'll talk fighting. And we'll talk Stephen A at the end, if anybody's interested. 
I mean, it just seems like a weird... Tr- I, I disagree, Kamar, when I think about it. Because I, I think he pre-books these fairly it, well in I advance. I random. He probably, I, I, well, yeah. That would, that would. He probably had like a guest back out somewhere earlier in the week. Like that usually, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and that I'm just kind of, there would have been a guest in between those MMAs to balance shit out. I also, um, I don't know, Kamar. I also think that like, it's just coincidence. Like having three fighters on, it's going to be tough for them not to bring up <laughs> Stephen A. Smith to him. Oh, because I think fighters, especially, you know, casual fans maybe found it like a bit egregious. You know, the more serious fans found it to be an offense. And then the fighters find it to be offensive where they're like, how the fuck do you say that anyone quits? I appreciate that. But I think you guys are both being over analytical. And uh, Joe was just saying, fuck you to Stephen A. Smith. Did you see an Eson Gibb fight uh, Jake Paul? Oh, I saw whatever the song posted on TikTok or uh, Instagram. But he didn't. He didn't knock him out. They just stopped. It's a boxing knockout. That's a boxing knockout. And now he wants to fight KSI. Yes, he does. Is this a counter boxing culture or this in boxing, you know? No. They're fighting for money in the crowd. Like, it's just not sanctioned. It has to be sanctioned by someone because they weren't. It is sanctioned. It's pro. They weren't wearing. I know. So it's like. So the Nevada State. Is this boxing? Or the, uh, the, the California State Commission look like oversees the thing. Is this boxing? It yes. Is. It's just they're getting paid arguably 10,000 times more than other people at their level. But isn't it just celebrity boxing? Isn't that what you're getting at, Kamar? It is, yeah. But And a new type of celebrity that we've never seen before. Yeah, well, I mean, the internet is a new thing we've never seen before. But just imagine 10 years ago, if it was two guys from a sitcom wanted to fight. Like, yeah. It just never has happened like this. Agreed. It just doesn't make sense to me because if I'm making millions of dollars a year, I'll train for boxing, but I'm not going to go out and actually fucking fight someone fuck out of here i'm rich and you don't get punched in the head yeah maybe they see that this is their how they'll stay relevant well i mean if you've learned anything from uh connor or floyd you have to be some sort of character in the heel really everyone wants to see you get knocked out so that helps yeah promotion anyway Simon, what were the two episodes we're going to oh, go wait, over? Wait, 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 I'm out here now. This is I've Kamar- taken over. This is Kamar's now. shtick now. Okay, oh, sorry. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Listen, both of you jumped down my throat. This is like week two of it's this. The, no, no. It's I, the board. I, I just, it's the I don't board. want to uh, take anything okay, away Kamar, from what, Kamar. Okay, uh, what episodes and numbers this week? My apologies. Okay, Matt, as you touched upon, we did have a lighter week this week. Uh, first, we had 1419. Oh, God, I fucked it up with uh, musician, uh, racial... Crusader and lover of cheeseburgers, Daryl Davis, and had to throw in a fucking with that. Had to cut him up at the end. Fourteen twenty, huh? old friend of the show, nice guy, uh, has a special coming out. Mark Normand. All right, so there you go. You're only getting two this week, which is why we've given you twenty minutes of horse shit to begin with. Nicely done, Kamar. Uh, all right, well, let's get started. We might as well start with uh, Daryl Davis. What was it? Fourteen oh one. Fourteen nineteen. Fourteen nineteen. Not even close. Not even close. Um. This guy's interesting as fuck. And uh, yeah, how would you rate the week? Oh yeah, we do that, don't we? I don't know. I I wasn't sure. (laughs) Listen, it's Super Bowl Sunday. The whiteboard's not even up. I clearly don't give a fuck. I went into inception in my head like, we we did it at some point, but do we take it? Oh yeah, we rate the week. We rate it at the beginning and the end. We'll start with Simon, Uh, because I'm not in this. I will give this week a... uh, Three six five. 
Three and a half for me. Um, I've been taking your criticism. I'm going to give this week a two. You can't. <laughs> this guy's hilarious. Kamar, I love you. Your rating system is A plus. Well, no, you're telling me yeah. I, was, I was too generous with my, my, my ratings. So. I, oh, stop. I didn't say that. What you said to me, what you said to me was that a three, you said that you had this weird system. Your system is so nonsensical. But it's fine. It's we'll your see. system. It's your system. It's my system. Listen, you're living in a Trump world, a Trump era. You can do what you want, Kamar. It's my system. All right. 14, 19, Daryl Davis. Are we, have we done everything in proper order now? Seeing as I look, it seems like I don't even care. I'm leaving the show. No. Sustained. All right. Daryl Davis. So Daryl uh, convinced 200 KKK members to convert. That is fucking crazy. I will say at first I was thinking to myself, you know, what an uphill battle because 200 is like a, it just seemed like a low number. But then when you find out how many there are, you're like, ah, it's actually probably a decent percent. I think they have the stat as 10,000. In all of the US. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Something that like is that. So 200, 10,000 is, 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 may sound like a drop in the bucket, but. No, but that's what I was saying is once, once he started throwing out numbers, it just. You know, I think there's more transgendered in the states than there are fucking KKK members. So, but at one point, I'm trying to find the. St- oh, at one point, it was four percent of the population was in the clan at yeah. one time yeah. in America, which would have been four million people. Yeah, that's a big number. Well, the, the South, basically, right? Well, I mean, that's what it's half the country. Yeah. Again, I just that's that seems. Fuck it. I, I agree right now. I'd also like to know how they did the censuses back then. Like the census guy shows up at a farm and is like, hello, folk, I'm doing a quick census here. And I'd like to figure yeah. out how y'all feel about uh, race relations here in the, the United States. How many clan members are there? And the head white guy's like, let me do a quick head count here. You know, counts all the black people like there's 42 clan members here. I just well, maybe I don't know. they weren't even counting clan members. Maybe they were just like, OK, who doesn't like black people? Good enough. Yeah. You know? And again, the slave, like the owner looks back at all his slaves like, he said, who doesn't like black people? And they all just slowly oh, put their hand up. Like, <laughs> it's like how they pad the... They just the, found uh, out. <laughs> like, oh, like, sorry. Out, out um, himself. Yeah. It's like how they pad the Nielsen numbers for Big Bang Theory. Exactly. Nerds, we said, who yeah. watches this show? They, they just turn their TV on out of fucking, out of pure, like they're like, ah, oh, we have to. So I wanted to say uh, from a technical standpoint, uh, Daryl had laryngitis and it was murder on the ears unless you went to at least 1.5. I was going to say I was on 1.5 times. So I, I was even, on 1.5 as well. I don't even, even I started it at 1.5. So. His real voice sounds like he's dying. And I deep dove and found him doing a TED talk and he has a, a much nicer voice than his voice was. The whole time he was speaking, I was picturing um, who was that other guy that Joe had on? He was like a black rights activist. Um, Hotep? No, not Hotep. It just oh, um, recently. Cornell West. Yes. I kept picturing Cornell West in my head. And then when I saw this guy's picture, he just seems like, um, what's the word? Big. No, no. I mean, they're both big. Cornell West is also a big gentleman. No, he's not Daryl Davis. No, nope. no, okay. no, no. Darryl Cornell Davis. West is actually a very slender gentleman. Oh, is he? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. And Daryl Davis is pushing. He might be tall. In my head, he was a no. Hefty Cornell gentleman. West is a yeah, very no, slender gentleman. Daryl Davis is pushing three hundred pounds. So I mean, this guy had a like a double uphill climb. I feel 
to convert these clansmen because... Because of his size? Well, it's just like another reason for somebody to... It's just more ammunition for somebody to to I actually disagree hate with on you there. for something, you know? I think he was thinner when he was doing this, though. Mm. But I actually feel like if you were like a big, fit black dude, you'd be less likely. To, I feel like if you're a... I feel this like you're better to have... This imposing. That's it. Yeah. yeah. No, you, you, you're probably right, Matt. I, 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 can, I can live with that. I got to just say right off the bat, this guy seemed super cool. He seemed like I, you know, I'm all for his cause and what he's doing. But this guy tells stories like Michael Scott from The Office. Like, it was a nightmare listening to this guy tell a story. It was a fucking nightmare listening to this guy tell his stories. Because you knew where he was going. Oh, I was like, dude, I was like, cut you. this down. We could be here for like 25 minutes if you really weren't telling stories the way you are. But I was like, this is this is just insane. Like, I couldn't do it. The worst story was the ice in the bucket story. Oh, my God. Like, is, that, is that it? Dude, I... I was like, you're creating tension just for the sake of tension. Like, just, there's already tension in the room. You're talking to a box. K- yeah, you're talking to a KKK member who's got his goon with a gun, and you won't tell us the noise you heard. Like, was it him? Was it you? You'll have to read the last chapter, Joe. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, and then I'm thinking about. It, I was like, and I'm on one and a half times. This story is. Oh, it was long. Oh, I never even thought of that because I too one and a half times. That story must have been excruciating for normal people. See what I'm saying? I watched it. And it was oh hard. my god! And like again, I'm sitting there and I'm torn because I'm like I'm enthralled by what this guy's saying. Like I am. Like I'm genuinely like this is insane that he would try this. Do tomorrow? Uh, sure you are. Less. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying. I mean, I really was. I was. I was very interested. But then at the same time, I'm like. Get to the fucking point. Like, I think he's a storyteller and that's the way it goes. Ugh. Because he, he, he's talking on TED Talks and other things. Like, this isn't his first rodeo. Uh, I feel like maybe he just it. bores people. Like, he just talks circles around people where they're like, all right, I'm no longer in the KKK then. Fine. <laughs> if you stop talking, <laughs> yeah. I will I'm out. And Here. I will give you my cloak. Take my, yeah. Yeah, take my hood. Well, what's interesting is he's still, uh, aside from this, a musician. You know what I mean? I, f- I mean, that, I didn't find that. Like I, I found that whole thing incredible, but that didn't surprise me because I just figured I was like, this guy's a lifetime musician. Sorry, Simon. No, I'm sorry. I missed that first part of that. Kamar was just saying he's still a musician. And I just said, you think he would be a full-time activist now. I like him more that he's a musician than just a full-time. Well, I mean, guy, he must love playing music. Why would you just stop that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he's a good musician. Like if you make a living off being, it's not like I do this, but. I play guitar once in a while, musician. Like he's, uh, yeah, he's just a very interesting guy. But his stories. Well, think about it. He was like this. Joe asked, on. Joe asked him what year was this. He was like 1983. I was like, this guy's been doing music for. I was like, oh, that was the year I was born. And so it's this cool. guy's been he's from 37. Chicago. Did you watch it all, or you saw just a picture of him? I watched a few clips on the web after yeah, I yeah, listened yeah, yeah. to it. Because I always do that after I listen. I always watch a few short clips just to get the feel of the room you know i always look at prejudice as uh a racism is prejudice you know what i mean like he was saying in this it's ignorance that's just passed on and to prejudge people more than joe what if you could understand the races sort of thing so we'll say that again uh, racism i think it's prejudice you know when, when people say the problem is racism yeah i think the problem is prejudice in human beings prejudging other people yeah, but isn't prejudice part, kind of like part and parcel with racism? Absolutely. But okay, it's, sorry. It, that's where I got lost there. It's more like, because people can be racist to other people. Like, oh, 
is every racist uh, broadly all races but me? I guess that's like what the Ku Klux Klan is. But they're teaching prejudice. All this to say, this guy was creepy looking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It puts the lotion in the basket. Sort of. He had slick, slick hair, eh? I don't know. I mean, I was, I, you know, he seemed too nice for me to sit there and judge how the guy looked like. Only because you knew what his mission was. But if you, I would have prejudged him and said, this guy's creepy looking. I, I'm indicting myself here. Fair enough. No, no. And I appreciate your honesty. Did you see him at all? I did. Yeah. He's creepy looking. Yeah. I also knew who this guy was. Like when his name came up without seeing a photo, I knew Prior. who he was. Yes. Okay. Just because yeah. I'd read a couple of articles about him. It was my first time meeting him. Yeah. I as well had no idea who he was. Um... I mean, do you think it's possible that, uh, and this is taking nothing away from the fact that there are, you know, terrible people in the KKK, but do you think it's possible that the whole thing was, because he was saying it was started by the Dems, right? And not the... Yeah, but that's because back then the parties were switched. I'm just wondering if, look, it, it, it would be, it's a great way to get people to hate each other. You know what I mean? So all these establishments that are out there that are, you know, specifically out there to get people to be at odds, could they just be started for that purpose as opposed to this actual hatred of that person? Of course, it becomes that in the end because the people you're recruiting are... Am I making sense? Absolutely. I was wondering... No? Did, did, oh, I just, I, well, I'm just trying to get where you're going. Well, that's just where I'm going is, look, I, w- I, I would have always assumed that the KKK was formed because somebody said, look, I just hate black people so much, or I love white people so much, or whatever the case is. And I'm wondering, you know, maybe it it's, was formed because somebody wanted somebody to always be at odds. To create an opposition. Which we know is a, is a good thing for... I don't know, people trying to retain power. But did you, uh, I, I I, don't want to cast shade on this, but I thought some of the stuff he said was conflicting with that uh, other podcast, Sam Tripoli and the Black Wall Street. Because they talked about it as well sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, he said it was, he said it was started by Scottish and Irish guys in the in the South. Mm-hmm. The KKK. Come over. That's what he said. And I, I heard on another podcast someone else started it. I don't know what that means. I would be more inclined to. Uh, I don't. I believe Daryl Davis. Well, I w- that's what I was gonna say, but I just like again, we know that history is written by the people who win the wars, and are we really look? I've been thinking a lot lately, like take Christopher Columbus, right? Like when we were kids, uh, I mean, they talked about it in the Norman one, actually. Sorry, not to jump ahead in this one. In this one. Anyways, Christopher Columbus guy was, you know, they have holidays named after him. We all, that's what we were taught in school. I know it's what my father was taught in school and my parents, you know, so it's all a lie. Uh, look, a lie, whatever. It certainly is a different narrative that that was being sold to us than we know now. And and they're teaching it differently now. Look, they don't even call it Columbus Day anymore, right? Well, it's called something well, yeah, but, else. Yeah, Indigenous Day. Yeah, but I think, I think the problem there was that someone, probably an Italian, was just like, this Italian discovered <clears throat> America and there should be a day for that alone. And people were probably like, whatever sure you want to give us a holiday a day off fine and then i think years decades later someone was like did anyone look into this guy this columbus guy because uh 
we got a record here that says this guy was terrible. Like, you know what I mean? I, I think, I, I don't think that has as much malice involved in it as people think. Like the whole Columbus Day thing. Uh, listen, if you're Native American, I'm sure from the beginning you were like, you guys don't have a problem with this? Uh, I, I guess more what I, uh, fine, whether you want to believe that or not, more what I was pointing out is that was like an established fact as we were growing up. That was just, sure. it's in the books, it was everything. And we know that's now not true. So just how much of every, you know, things come around. And I'm not saying that everything we know about history is a lie, but look, there's got to be some things they got wrong. Well, like Daryl said right off the bat, he didn't actually discover America. He got lost and bumped into something. So it's all framing. I was thinking, what if we were taught, for some reason, Christopher Columbus was a bad guy, and now someone was trying to push, well, no, actually, he did this and this. You know what I mean? We just, it's like religion for us and Christopher Columbus. But I mean, again, Simon, on that argument, you could just say, like, who knows? Maybe we got the KKK wrong. Maybe history, maybe 50 years from now, it'll be like, oh, it was just actually a bunch of white guys just trying to get together. And, you know, I, I don't believe that at all. But do you think there was on a your, motive? A motive to start the KKK? No. Well, we're talking about Christopher Columbus to, to frame it that way. Again, I don't think there was a real motive to frame it like Columbus was this incredible person. There's nothing to gain from it. No, you'd be probably distracting the slaughter of the aboriginals that happened yeah we're but gonna end up but hold in on. the same argument wait, wait, wait. again well, what i was gonna say though is that was years after they didn't it's not like they slaughtered then it's not like mid slaughtering of the natives they were like let's make columbus day i think yeah, it was fair, years yes, later true. is my point after he had raped and pillaged yes and after it was everybody. far after he had raped and pillaged well and yeah i would assume so they didn't but kamar was oh, framing it as if that was his point though how can you discover something that already has people there well yeah that's i mean that's the biggest thing <laughs> that's the madness well again and this is going to get back to that original argument is what did he discover you know yeah he nothing if we know that everything they told us about Christopher Columbus was a lie, why are we believing his accounts of what we he found when he got here? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like we'd be stupid to believe that. That's correct. Well, it wouldn't be his accounts. It'd be the accounts of everyone. It's not like they just take one person's account. No, but right. But there is somebody who is, you know, filtering out information that doesn't uh, jive with the, the narrative that the winning side is trying to write. There's got to be a motive behind it. Uh, whatever, man. Yeah, but all I'm saying is like the winning side in that case, Simon, is like all of America. So it's tough to sit there and be like, I mean, they had so much other, they were in the middle of a civil war at the time. So did they really care what Columbus was like? They were just there. I think you're thinking about it in too modern a terms. Like you're thinking about it like now where we have all this time to think about. I think that's what I'm trying to get at is like people were too busy trying to stay alive to think about like, hey, what was Christopher Columbus really like? Whereas now we have all this time on our hands where some where fucking body moving from don't fuck with cats could be out there like doing internet research, figuring out that Christopher Columbus was like a, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of people that do not know that still think uh, Columbus is a great Italian guy that served America. Listen, you're uh, more, you're more absolutely. right. You're more right than both of us because I think there's people that regardless are just going to bury their heads because they've been for years like Columbus is the shit Colum whatever it doesn't change my life do you remember that episode of the Sopranos the exact same thing about Egypt right and that's what everybody says is it doesn't change my life so who fucking cares you know mm -hmm. whether they have it wrong by 5,000 years or whatever the case is you we're know? back to square one remember there was a Sopranos episode about this about the Columbus Day thing the Native Americans went to Tony and they were trying to... Right, yeah, 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 because they want to have the Santa Maria parade or whatever. I'm saving The Sopranos for when something really bad happens to me. You've never watched The Sopranos? I've only seen like two seasons in the middle. 
It's really good. I know, but I, it's going to be my last thing. Like I just don't. I, I feel like you're better off watching it sooner than later. I'm not sure it'll age incredibly I well. I saw the last episode. The worst one? Yeah. Yeah. What weed is that, Simon? We forgot. This is a gelato. Oh, the gelato sorbet. Sorbet, yes. Gotcha. So the cringiest moment for me, and I don't mean cringe like this, it was bad, but it made me very uncomfortable was when he pulled out the fucking hood and um, the whole smock. Well, what really bummed given. What really bummed me out, to be honest, was like how gross and homemade the smock was. And I get it. You can't just go to a Kmart and be like, where's the KKK section? But it's, it, dude, it was like a sweaty yellow bedsheet, pretty much. Like, it was disgusting. But uh, someone made it, like, the whole thing was just like, it made me very uncomfortable. That's too much commitment to make that shitty smock, you know what I mean? That's I'm, what, that's what I'm getting some at. Some of them have nice, nice tailorship. How about all the fucking names? Yeah, the Grand the Wizard and Grand the Wizard. Imperial Wizard and <laughs> the Grand Nighthawk, the Grand Magi. Like it's fucking crazy, man. You're forgetting that it's dumb racists. But it's all taken, and I didn't know this originally from the Scottish Masons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where they kind of got their structure, and then they made it into this. Because I don't think uh, the Masons have like dragons and magis and. But wouldn't that make you believe Daryl Davis's account of how it started then? If it's all based on Scottish Mason stuff, remember how he was saying the KKK was started by Scottish. Well, and Irish? that that would make more. That that's would, what I'm saying. That this, would make this sense. Kind of, yeah. As opposed to what though. Whatever you were saying. What, you were, what was I saying? I don't remember. You just said you were like, I heard somewhere else that the KKK was started through oh, some no, other means. Oh, that was means. what Kamara was saying because of uh, this other podcast. But what did they say, Kamara? I don't even remember why. Uh, the the other podcast? Yeah. No, it was literally just different names. Okay. Then Daryl Davis used it. it was still, he, Fair enough. The other podcast said it was a podcast? Rothschild. It was a connection to the Rothschild. Listen, really and, and, and that is possible. I don't think he would know this because I don't think he's interested in the conspiracy oh, no, theories it, of it all. It, you know, It's irrelevant to his work and uh, <laughs> everything that's going on. Yeah. yeah it's exactly. not like going back to then we could figure out how to stop it. Do you think in 1820 there were any black people in Scotland? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't think so. You they, think there were there none? Were, there weren't many. Not uh, many. Okay, fine. But he asked if there were any and I said yes. Like in 1820 in Sweden, do you think there? I guess they were. I don't know. I assume there was people of all. Like, listen, I just assume like now. Also, slavery. And I was gonna say they probably had. You know, for sure in Sweden there would have been African slaves. Probably not a lot. We don't know that though. Actually, no, because that's the real big stain on the U.S. Is like is the slavery of black people, and I'm not sure that outside of Africa that anyone else enslaved black people. I'm pretty sure Britain had. Yeah, I don't think the British, I don't think they enslaved black people, though. I think they enslaved Indians and like, I'm not certain. I'm really dumb, but I would like to find that out because I, and the only reason I'm saying this, and this is so stupid, is because in like movies and stuff, you will often see a black butler or uh, in these hoity-toity British, um, like what's that stupid show called? Downton Abbey. Right. There's a difference between a butler. A butler is a paid, but I'm paid help. Yes, but I'm wondering if that started as unpaid help, and then by the time that uh, Victorian England rolled around, or whenever that was, it, they had transitioned into 
paying them poorly. I just feel like the English were just like, we can just enslave our own people, kind of. I don't think they were like, we love, need to travel anywhere to do this. I love that we're going to argue about this for five minutes. And during that time, Kumar is going to look up the right answer. And by the time we're done arguing, he'll probably uh, give us the real deal. I doubt it. No, I didn't actually hear what you're talking about. Oh, I, I was, was going to say, was he's all... looking at like Super Bowl odds or something. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, I was already in my head about something else. Someone no, pretending. I no want to know, when did slavery end in the United States? Uh, the Emancipation Proclamation. It was... Uh... That's what I'm looking at. This is where we're Canadian and useless. Every American right now listening is like, how the fuck do they not know this? Uh, I'm going to say it was uh, when they freed the slaves. 1860 something. That's way too early. I thought it was into the 1900s. Oh, I was going to say they really only like, freed them in like 1960. Until 1865. That was when the Emancip- Emancipation Proclamation was? Slavery lasted in about the half of U.S. states until 1885. So, so it ended before then. Yeah, like but they didn't have fully abolish it and for 20 years. <laughs> so 1865. Sorry, just to jump back to some of these names, because I forgot to mention the best ones. The Cyclops. Grand Dragon, yeah. the Great Titan, and the Exalted Cyclops. Yeah. They Come sound like on, Wu-Tang man. members. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's exactly it, man. I think what I was trying to get at with the so end can of- Can I smoke some of that? Yeah. The end of slavery. <laughs> you want the bottom of the bowl of the gelato? Whatever. I'll take some. I'm going to roll one in a minute. The end Simon of slavery shows up prepared. Yeah. Uh, coincides with the beginning of the KKK. So yeah, of course. They end it all, and they're like, whoa, we got to, what's going on here? So that Thurmount KKK headquarters just happens to be right around the corner from Camp David. Yeah, that's a base, right? Coincident, sorry? That's a that's an army base? No, isn't Camp David the... Uh, um, like where they go in the country the presidential retreat yeah exactly they they have like big meetings there with out of uh, country delegates or whatever I still think when a leader right, comes. I believe it's like on or near a base that's why they do it there is it okay like super secure I, I thought Camp David was their retreat I thought he said Camp Davis and I thought it was a base and I thought he was implying that you know this is a dangerous for our armed forces to get racist oh i should just change i thought they were implying that it's no uh coincidence that the place where the president hangs out is you know kitty corner to one of the biggest headquarters of the kkk i mean again you could also just argue that the kkk were like What's the most awkward place we can put our headquarters? Possibly. Or what's the most where convenient place? Af- where pla- we can afford the fucking real estate. Or the most convenient place to go if you're meeting on the sly with the most powerful man in the United States. Which some but how were. is it on the sly when you fucking set up down the street, Simon? Well, because that way they're never questioning what you're doing in Thurmont, Wherever but that's the not very that on the is. sly, is my point to you. If three idiots from Canada are sitting here going, no, 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 they didn't have podcasts back then. Look, forget that. They if, didn't have podcasts back then. If they, if whoever got pictures of the head of the KKK constantly being in Thermont for no reason where Camp David is, instead of, of course, they're always going to be around because their headquarters is right there. Come on, guys. I can't argue. I can't argue with you at all. <coughs> I can. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just think that the argument is easily to, it's very easy to make. I just think you were missing that part of the argument, but that's fine. Disagree. I have no problem with that. Listen, he said that there were former 
and sitting presidents that were members of the KKK. Right. So I can't sit exactly here and deny my, that, exactly nor would I ever point. even try. I, I understand that. I'm just saying. And and you know what? I'm not even going to go Just there, for but... clarification, you were correct. It is just a retreat. There is no base there. Hmm. Because it has security. It I has mean, look, it issues. might as well be a fucking base. Well, that's what I, that's kind of sure, the point I was getting at. Is I assume the, the amount of secret The president service. goes there with fucking Putin. You know what I mean? It's They have they, an underground bunker there, too. Oh, I'm sure they have a doomsday bunker there. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where they went because on 9/11 they had to separate, right? You can't have the you can't have the vice president and the president together. You also have to have the secretary of state mm-hmm. somewhere else. And the whole wait staff is um Gray's aliens. <laughs> um, right out of Men I'm, in Black. I'm just happy for you guys that you didn't have to listen to this at normal speed cuz his laryngitis it was just it was just oh. It was excruciating. And if anyone hasn't listened to it, I think it's worth listening to, but definitely listen sped up. What I want to ask you guys is, do you think Joe was uncomfortable <laughs> sitting across from him because he's so, he's so out of shape? Uh, I know what you mean. Um, you know what I mean? Like, come on. he would have wanted, like, have you thought of running? <laughs> Or, or anything. I can show you a kettlebell exercise outside. Real easy. I'll even give you one. I'll it, give you. It's not outside of the purview of something Joe would talk about with the guests. That's true. But uh, he uh, he's 61 years old. I mean, I guess whatever. He was uh, a big boy, though. He was a big boy. Yeah. And I just wonder how Joe, th- like, because you know how he fat shames or whatever. Yeah. Do you think off, off camera maybe he was like. No, I nope. doubt he said anything. I bet he was just like nice guy, just respectful the whole doing. way through. Yeah. I'm sure he was also like, "This guy's 61. He's lived his life." Like, and Joe only him? does that. I don't know if you've noticed, but he only does that to scientist type guys, like really smart dudes who um, then don't take care of themselves. have enough sense that it's logically it's like be. their job. But then you know you're a heart surgeon, but you're smoking. That's when Joe. That that's what I feel, anyways. Dude, speaking of big boys. Remember the guy in Blow and Friday Night Lights? He was a tuna in Blow. I don't remember. Okay, well, he was in Friday Night Lights. He was a big fat guy. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Work with me here. Well, you'd have to show me a picture of him. I don't remember. I have no... Oh, sorry. I, I didn't know I was but a guy. Jamie, is, come on, fuck. Kamara, his name is Ethan Supley. S-U-P-L-E-E, I think. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I know who he is, oh, but anyway. For sure, when you see a photo of him. Anyway, he was the big fat guy in Blow and Friday Night Lights. He was huge. He's lost like 200 pounds. The guy looks like a, he looks like a completely different He's human from being. He's my name is Earl. Oh, that guy. My name is Earl, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I never watched My Name is yeah. Earl. I'm not a big Scientologist. <laughs> um, can you pull up a photo of him now? He was also in Mallrats, the guy who's trying to stare at the um, magic eye pictures. So had you said that, I would have known right away. Sorry, I should have. Yeah, he looks way different. He's actually on that the show The Ranch with Ashton Kutcher on Netflix. I'm calling. My name is Earl. I'm calling him on the podcast the next month. Really, dude? Look at his weight change. It's insane for sure. You think Joe has every guy who loses? No, but I think he's an actor. And he's lost a lot of weight. And Joe, yeah, for sure that guy's going to be on. I will, my words. I'll put money on with you that that guy will never be on. Rocco. Will never be on? Yeah. Oh, I'll bet you 20 bucks. Okay. Done. Just throw I'll even bets give around. You, I'll even give you two to one. Oh, well, we should. Sorry. That's a bet that we might never be able to pay out. On. I'll tell you what. How you about a year? A year. Perfect. Okay. Two, and I'll give you two to one. You'll give me two to one. Yeah. 
before we make this bet, Matt, do you have inside information that this no. guy may no. or may not be on Rogan? No. Okay, then yeah, I will take that bet a million ways. It will be Sunday. the most amazing thing you've ever done, <laughs> and at the same time, the most meaningless thing you've ever done. If he calls that, yeah, yeah, I agree. Unless oh. this bet, unless you bet for like a million bucks right now, I'll no, make we, it twenty bucks. Listen, man, let's take it. Twenty, 20 bucks ride, at a time. What's wrong with you? One crazy bet at a time. Uncut gems. So I'm good. Uncut gems. So. With oh, the, hold on. Wait. Go. No, no. Go ahead. No, no. Oh, that's for that's post show stuff. So okay. please, you I, want I me apologize. To write Simon. it down for the post show. You want? Yeah. To f- uncut gems. You want betting. to fight about the movie? Uncut gems betting, please. Uncut gems betting. Thank you. Done. Oh, the tip off. Tip off. That. Thank you. Same note. Just that's it. That's the same note. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So, this guy, he made friend like he was converting people but he like legitimately made friends with some of these kkk guys while they were still members of the kkk well i think that's the best way to do it yeah okay so just let me oh sorry get your thought out yeah so i'm just like that's the ultimate forgiveness you know what i mean to be able to that's what we all have to strive for man we all have to strive to get to that place yeah if we're gonna make it well, listen, though, it's one thing to be able to forgive somebody and say, look, I, I'm not going to let that affect me anymore. But to actually become friends, like, I don't know, man, it, it's... Um, no, I disagree completely. There's a lot in there. Well, Simon, here's the thing. Let's say you were just a, a member of the KKK and a racist by, like, birth, right? Like, you were born into it, but you never committed any violent act towards any minority groups you've never other than saying hateful things at the end of the day they're just words and if this guy can if this guy could saw in you that you were a good person deep down but that you were just brainwashed into believing this then like i said i think a it's the best way to get through to someone because as soon as you're friends with them they're like shit this guy's just like you know what i mean it's realizing there's no real difference nicest person ever yeah and, and i I think that's where it begins. I don't think, I think the other thing to realize is like, and this guy knows it, he's never going to get through to all of them. I guess my question then was, so the very first few guys that he's dealing with, you know, that one big dude who he, they ended up going to each other's house. Yeah. Like that was right at the start. That was one of the first guys. Mm -hmm. So was he... Did he already know that he was trying to change people's mind to get them to quit? Or did he become friends with this guy and then this was a byproduct? I think it was a byproduct. Yeah. And to me, that's crazier, you know, like he was able to become friends with this guy who, I mean, wants to kill you wants to see your people eradicated from the planet. It would be the equivalent of me going and like befriending a Nazi while he was still in the neo-Nazis. And then I somehow through my, you know, amazing ideas convince him to get out. But I had already been friends with him while he was, like I said, trying to eradicate my people. You it's know? tough to grasp, but if you see that, you know that exists 
that potential is there in human beings. Uh, but I want to ask you, Simon. Tolerance. Like, like I said, if it's just someone spreading hate through words or like on the internet, then are they really actually trying to eradicate your people? Or is it not just words? Those are words. These guys, it's one thing to just go and talk to people on the internet. You know what I mean? You don't have to commit to any people who are members of the KKK. Like these guys own cloaks and hoods and. Oh, I agree. And they're burning crosses. on They're they're making up fucking names and they're doing (laughs) shit like bad stuff. You know what I mean? This isn't, uh, I was just using the example of people that had never burned a cross, like, like just the, the casual racist, which seems like an odd statement. Well, again, well, what's your question? Sorry. No, what I was saying to you, what's your question? Sorry. What I was saying to you is like, I don't think he's, I don't think he's actually changed a lot of people that like had committed serious violent acts. I think those people are very dedicated to their cause. I think this guy is changing people that are kind of maybe on the periphery, other than the guy that was like the head of that one sec. But you got to ask yourself then, like other than meeting once a week to talk about their hatred for Jews and blacks, do you really think they were doing anything or hurt? Like other than trying to scare people? Cause like he constantly talked about how, and listen, we've heard about many lynchings in the past, but in the past 20 years, how many do you, how many like KKK related murders or crimes do you think there've been in the States? Oh, probably not that many, but that's because you see the drastic drop in their numbers. Right. So, but that's a good thing. That's what I'm saying is that so they're still around, but we're doing our best to, if there's a hundred a year, I'm just making up a number, sure. but there's only 10,000 members as opposed to there being a thousand a year when there's 4 million members, like it's just as bad. It's just that, you, you see what they're they're committing the same amount of heinous crimes it's just there are so few of them now that it's few and far between sure as opposed to the kkk having gotten better yeah listen i'm definitely not arguing for anyone on the kkk so we can just move on but i found it interesting how he was saying like so the kkk will go to you know, depressed towns, yeah, um, places where mines have closed, whatever. Makes whatever. the most sense. Of course, it, it, it's diabolically brilliant, but it's exactly how the Nazis were. It's how that all went down. But I just, it, you know, I never looked at it that intricately before because I figured it was like a backwoods type of operation. But anyways, that's my bad. And they're going there and they're, you know, talking to these people who have just lost their jobs and saying, look, the Jews have whatever, whatever group we have that's fighting for, I don't even know who they are. Or the blacks have the double ACP. And double ACP. Thank you. Um, Whoever has whatever, right? White people have nobody. But you guys have lost your jobs. Like, who's fighting for you? We'll fight for you. We'll be your voice. Like... It, it's but you'd have to be it, half retarded to see a kkk member hear that spiel and be like yeah you know what this guy is gonna like it adds up what are you nuts you know what fuck out of here you know what i i would agree with you except that when times get tough enough and you have a family and you gotta you, you know like i don't know you you just 
and you're you're despondent and you're living in a town that used to have a mind that no it sounds longer like he has understands nazism no, right now like, like i he, can see why you someone could be racist like i, I finally see it now. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. all makes sense i know i'm sitting here going that's exactly I, what you're saying it, just uh, the second before he's like i don't know how he can forgive this guy yeah i know them. yeah now he's but like I but i can totally guy. see how you could become a racist overnight and <laughs> <laughs> that is not at all he's what i'm saying the story like daryl davis <laughs> Okay, fuck off. No, no, keep going. No, no, I was just pointing out. uh, My bad was that I never looked at it. The same way, like, I never used to look at uh, the Hells Angels as anything more than, like, a gang. But it's so much more than, you know, the intricacy of... It's a... Well, maybe that's just you dumbing down what you think a gang is. Yeah, probably. Look, again, I'm... Well, I'd say... It's all on me here. I'm not... No, I'm not. No, but I was pointing out to you that, like, you were saying right there, you were like... I look at them as like just some gang, but when you said that, I thought to myself, like there's a lot of gangs that run through multiple countries and are well-oiled machines. Yep. Like the mafia is a gang. But, but what about this? What about this? Um, Right. But when I think of the mafia, I think like they're, you know, thinking everything 10 steps ahead. It's an intricate operation. Uh, But again, it's just the higher you go up, the smarter the people get, right? Simon, it's like any industry in the world. There's, you know, the dummies tend to be at the bottom. But um, Joe repeated his uh, Alonzo Bolden joke. Uh, not all not racists all, are Republican, not, but all Republicans are racist. It was Trump voters. Yeah. Not all people that voted for Trump are racist. Oh, I've heard the no, other about, about Republicans. So. Okay. But it, it was Trump voters. That was the joke. But what I wanted to say was um, not all criminals are Hells Angels, but all Hells Angels are criminals. Yeah, you think that's true? Is that true? Well, I don't know. I'm I'm asking. Well, here, here, this is a good question. Then forget the Hell's Angels, but another bike gang is Jesse Ventura a criminal? Not according to him. No, I'm asking Kamar. I I don't think so. He was a governor. Well, but he's a card carrying member of the Mongols. Yeah, but when Joe pressed him on it, he kind of like backpedaled and was like, "Well, I mean, there's a few guys in there that have definitely maybe done some stuff, but they no, don't. No, no, no. But what they I'm don't s- talk about it around me. What I'm saying <laughs> is that uh, my question is: Are there guys like Jesse Ventura in bike clubs that legitimately don't break the law? And that's a question. That's not a statement. I, I would have to assume there are, yes. Yeah, I think so. But I was bringing it back into that. There could be some KK guys that don't break the law. Some KK. And, some and, and, I, and I would say if you light a cross on someone's lawn, that's breaking the law. Like, like Obviously, if you hang someone, if you, if you harm another person, those are all breaking the law. But those other gangs that we just spoke about, the mob, the... Um, Hell's Angels, like, are they formed out of hatred for like a specific group? No, they're formed. They were formed. No, they're out a criminal of a, enterprise. A, well, I mean, the Hell's Angels started out as a like, like a you, social club of sorts and migrated into what it is today. It's like you said. I think it's a little column A, column B. It's out of hatred or self-preservation. That's why we, we got to. And sometimes the self-preservation leads to the hatred. Because as you're trying to preserve your, we, you know, like we just said, as you're trying to preserve your family, your people, it's easier for you to feel like somebody else is stealing something from There's you. There's a threat. Did you get down how he said like something like um, the, there'll be less white, America will be less white in uh, 
40 well, years for or the something? last for the Tw- first 2042 for the first time ever it'll be less than 50 percent white right? it'll be 50 50 for the yeah. first time that that number insane. serves no talking about <laughs> to, to a white supremacist you know they, they don't want to hear that kind of talk that, that that'll that's like up. armageddon but it's encouraging the weirdest thing and maybe for it's them the just for growth the weirdest thing and no, maybe it's because of where we grew up but like hearing that number i was like I don't know. I just walk around and I assume we're less than 50%. There's a lot of white people. Yeah, I just, maybe I don't think about it. Like, we're, we're again, we live in a very multicultural city, too. Well, I'll tell you this. Look look at my hair. I got a haircut the other day. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. Uh, hounded hair. Shout out. Um, and he, he was, I just wanted to fade, so he was having trouble. Or he was getting to know my hair because it's sort of uh, coarse African hair or whatever it is. <laughs> And, okay. he, and he said, I'm from Pembroke, and I did not see a black person till I moved to Ottawa. And but that's see, two hours away from here. But hold on. But this is what I was going to say, too. Like, I've lived in Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, New York. All of those are multi. I've never lived in a small town. I've never spent a lot of time in a small town. And I think that's the big difference. Like, when you grow up in a city, you don't see it as like, I mean, you. yeah, I get it. There's probably, you know, more white people, but it's very diverse. I think it's when you live in small towns that... He was more saying he had just just for the record he was cutting hair in Pembroke and then moved out of it. I understand. He just never cut someone's hair. I understand so, what you yeah, were saying. Yeah, yeah, My point is just like I don't think that you know I don't think Daryl Davis has any any work to do in the cities. I think it's really just like small town USA where there's this problem of like. Well, I mean, he was doing this when there was no internet and stuff. So I think his work now could be done better on the internet. Just telling these stories and like. It, that that's the thing the demonstration of the compassion and whatever that is what has to be seen with him going to one guy at a time still well yeah if he wants to make a huge difference but he is he's doing the ted talks he's but I also know, writing dis- books he's i think it gets diluted when you do it as a big message when you when you do it one-on-one yeah i agree it's well, a lot he, slower he's never going to get all of them but he can do both fine i'm just saying he he'll have a much higher success rate working one-on-one than he will working uh, on like a large scale, in my opinion, which is often wrong. And again, I think you're going to get, Matt's right, you're going to get a lot of, your best um, chance, I think, is one-on-one, but because there are so many people on the internet, it's going to become a numbers game, and you're going to reach more people that way, just by sheer force of number. Well, I think what Daryl Davis needs to do is just meet a ton of like-minded African-American people and then just kind of go from there. Wow, you're talking about teaching them the confidence, the charisma. No, I'm not saying... Te- I'm saying there are people like him that exist that kind of... Like, he didn't seem like he got frazzled by a lot. Like, not a lot bothered him. So he could well, sit in front of a KKK member. And- I felt he was affected when he was talking about uh, Charlottesville. Yeah. Like, he... I felt like he still felt that way. I was just going to mention Charlottesville because I had no idea what Charlottesville was all about until this interview. I had what? No, yeah, I had no idea it was a, um, a what did he call it? A Unite the Right, where it was a bunch of different hate groups who all got together. I didn't know that that was that at all. I thought it was just a bunch of like, one group of neo-Nazis all got together in Charlottesville with their torches. But it was actually like getting, it was like the Voltron of racists, you know? 
or convention like racist comic-con that's what i was yeah. gonna say convention but also yeah. with a at antifa was there as well what he what the most interesting thing i think he said was even he said what trump said is that there was good and bad people on both sides well, I mean, that's that's just well, such an I mean, obvious cop out, though. But and such an obvious statement, like that's what I'm saying. Of but course. Trump said that, and he said it. I, I like I, I don't know. Yeah, but even Trump saying it, like, of course, this Trump saying it though is well, no. I, the point is that Trump says it at the wrong fucking time. You don't say it as it's happening and go up there and go, listen, there's good and bad people on both sides. Listen, asshole, that's not how this fucking works. There were far more people there on one side that were there to do harm than good. So I meant the significance was the media cut it up and made it worse than it was i'm not uh i just did they though because by the way he tells it it was way worse than the media made it seem they totally undersold didn't even know what happened (laughs) no but trump's they uh, made it seem like a bunch of wackos with tiki torches this was an assembly of like i said it was like a retarded voltron man of of evil people and the worst thing happened no, it could have been way worse. Well, that's good then. Speaking of retarded Voltron, you know that Mel Gibson's in town? I told you this oh, the yeah, other okay. day, Sorry. man, because that Calm down. That Calm uh, down. restaurant was posting how great he is. Well, no, because someone was, someone was at the gym with him the other day. And I was like, Simon would be so pissed. Do you want me to paint his house? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I'll talk to you off there. Okay. All right, come on. About house painting. Gotcha. <laughs> what else you got for Daryl? Uh, what else? Oh, how about we'll talk about mines for a little bit because I thought it was interesting that both he and um, the, the other gentleman we were talking about, Cornell Wright. Cornell West. West. I know. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine, Simon. Don't worry uh, about it. Are both getting involved in this. And, you know, we were talking about an answer to the uh, dictatorship that is YouTube. I mean, maybe this well, is the answer. We had the guy from Minds on the show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry. We, we, we didn't do we shit. Ta- we talked about the guy who was on the show. <laughs> but it seems it seems like they're getting people involved. Like, I thought it would have to be celebrities. Like a Jay-Z, let's say, said, I'm doing all my shit here. Well, whoever. But this is another way to go about it, which is smart, is to go after people who are smart. Like, um, the, the people who are going to go and listen to Cornell West, Cornell West, you got it, are the type of people who aren't going, well, I mean, unless they're listening to him as a counter, but if you agree with him, you're going to be a peaceful, well, I'll tell you this member of a mind society. My only criticism would be is the more I try to use minds, the less I know what it does. Like I just don't, it just doesn't. It's just another thing to scroll through to me. Like I can't. Okay, but if everybody, if usability-wise, I'm, I'm not. Saying. I'm not saying that you like Jake Paul. Let's say you were a Jake Paul guy, okay? And he just said, "Look, every video I'm going to post from now on is not going up on YouTube. It's going up on Minds." Then you would have a reason to go to Minds, and then somebody else would say, "Oh, well, if that guy's there, then we're going to go there too." And then the next thing you know, this platform will become. Something that can compete with YouTube. And I'm saying the only reason why it wouldn't is because the usability blows. Saying the user interface sucks. Right. And maybe that's something that um, once they get enough people. 
people on there, they'll have the money to fix. Absolutely. I don't know. That could be I possible. I'm just saying my own thing. Like, he, your mind's big deal. Right. I don't know fuck what I'm doing. But it, what I'm saying is if there were people there that were interesting enough to you, you would figure out how to navigate through. It's just not hopefully, convenient hopefully. now, and there's nobody on there, so why would you waste your time learning? What Kamar is saying is that if Daryl Davis was on TikTok doing anti-KKK songs, gotcha. he'd have a much bigger following. Oh, yes. I think so, for sure. You shouldn't be racist. Try being nice to people. It's a better world out there. Did you guys agree with him how he was saying uh, he doesn't think you should have uh, Black History Month? Uh, I liked his point there. That was a strong I so. argument. I thought to be made. his point about not just Black History Month, though, all of these weird, um, they're not weird, sorry, all of these holidays or whatever that have been formed because people are lame and they can't be bothered to know about their history. But now that it's there, they we should be learning about this shit all the time. Well, the best point he made was it's not Black History, it's American History. Why and, is it black history? They're part of America. It's racist. And they keep it learning about himself. the same seven people. Like he's absolutely right. Yes. They, my son now in school will learn about Rosa Parks and, and Harriet Tubman, whoever the King, Malcolm, Malcolm X. X, the, the, the big eight or whatever it is. And that's it. And and they think that's enough, and it shouldn't be like that. It should be everybody and everything gets it's discussed like, it's and like talked an about. Isolation thing, but the people think that's giving special treatment. It, giving special treatment is racist. Like, can you do a German accent? Yeah. Can you do an Australian accent? Fucking right, mate. Can you do a British accent? Probably. Can you do a Chinese accent? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like to, to say this, to say there's an accent you can't say is racist versus doing any accent. But all of those other accents were dead on, but his Chinese accent is so good. What? No, was going to be racist. Like it wasn't going to be a legitimate Chinese accent. Why he say dairy? What? That's a specific no. dialect. That, yeah. was that was like a, that was very like Cantonese. A, yeah, Cantonese. But do you see the saying. point I'm trying to illustrate? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think you can do any accent you want, and it's not racist, unless your intent is to hurt someone's feeling. Like you know what I mean? And I love the game you were just playing. Oh, right on. Because there were more accents that we could have gotten him to yeah. do. I wish you had saved no. that one till the end. <laughs> no, because I, I, I wasn't going to be a Daryl Davis because <laughs> it would apparently, I, we could just keep jumping around you to certain countries. You didn't ask for Swedish. I mean, that orcs the vorks. But I you think know? it's, orcs I, <laughs> you see, again, that sounded exactly like the Swedish chef in my head, Matt, and came out. Fucking right. However it did. I, I, I think uh, it would start to be apparent. Like, can you do a Brazilian accent? That's all right. Right? Portuguese? Yeah, that that's all right. That's all right. They're just certain ones that yeah, yeah. No, I know you mean. Yeah. Man. Do you remember what the date was just off the top of your head of the synchronicity? No. Was it twenty forty two? No. It's somewhere right around there. I don't know. Come on, can you pull that up for me, please? He if shakes you, his head no. If you, you're, you're Jay. <laughs> no, 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 no. He shakes no, his no, head no. no. I will. No. I will. I will. No, I'm not pulling I will. that up. But you're you're using the wrong word. And if you give me the right word, it's not the it's synchronicity. Not, it's, uh, it's, it's singularity. The, uh, singularity. Thank yeah. you. Thank I just you. didn't want to reward police you wrong. synchronicity. Yeah, That's yeah, uh, you got yeah. it. Number. I, I number think it was five. 2060. No, I think it's 2042. Well, it's a, it's a fucking theory. It's 2045. Oh, oh fuck. Close enough. 
And around the same time, we lose half the white people. <laughs> I was just, we might lose a lot more than half the white people. It's one and the same. Daryl Davis didn't like Dave Chappelle's skit. Mm-hmm. But I felt like Joe did a good job of, because um, Joe wasn't fighting him on anything in this episode, but there he at least stood up for the fact that Chappelle was pointing out exactly. Yeah, he's pointing out the ignorance and the whole thing. And that's comedy. You're supposed to point out the ignorance. It, like it can't just be because he's butthurt about that. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't be, but you can't pick and choose. Like that's the point of a comedian. It's like Mark Twain back in the day. Well, the whole thing, what's weird to me Anyways. is him being like, Sorry. I don't think Dave Chappelle understands how dead serious those meetings are. Like, well, this, well, I think he does. And that's the, that's yeah, the, that's the crux of the joke. Is, for, forget the joke. It's not just Dave the, Chappelle. I think most of us understand how serious a clan meeting is. I don't think any of us are downplaying it because Dave Chappelle made us laugh at Clayton Bigsby. Yeah, like, thank you. That's exactly what I'm saying. That sketch is incredible. They got the guy from Frontline to do the interview, which is incredible. Social commentary. Sorry, that was the word I was trying to get at. That's what comedy is. It's a social commentary that makes you laugh. I just don't think Dave Chappelle needs defending. No. (laughs) I think he's funny. Even even if this guy decides that's a miss, I'm sure Dave Chappelle does something that he thinks is hilarious. And I'm sure Dave's like, well, how could it be a miss when I did it first episode and I went on to have major success after it. Like, I don't know. I, I if, if he had a conversation with Dave, I'm sure Dave would think whatever you want, brother. Yeah. yeah. I'm rich. Man, I'm busy. I'm over here busy being rich. <laughs> I'm sure that was him. All right. Is that it for Daryl? Uh, yeah. That, the, I think that is it for Daryl. All right. Well, let's rate this bad boy since yeah. I'm finally somewhat awake and on point. Kamar, we'll start with you, pal. Let me get my pen here. Hold on. Daryl. Daryl Davis. Was that this guy's uh, name? That's his name. Thank you. Daryl 1L. Daryl Davis and Cornell West. I'm sorry. I'm oh, right, you're I'm right the on the money, man. This podcast was a two. Well, that's the, almost racist. The first two yeah. you've ever given is Daryl Davis. It was Davis. so hard to listen to. Hmm. It was so hard. So you're just so like I so like Lil Duval's pen like those things just are episode ruiners for you. I'm just asking. Listen, I every, mean, luckily, hold on, hold on. luckily he's black, so it kind of blows the whole thing out of the water. Otherwise, I'd say Kamara is a total racist. I mean, I'm giving him a five. Sure, for Little the, for Duval. The no, oh. Daryl Davis. Kamar, all yeah. I was gonna—that the reason I was asking is for that right there. Like, are you the type of person where someone clicking a pen for two hours ruins the episode for you? And the answer was probably yes. So two so, from Kamar. Yeah, Matt, I give it a four. Matt it was, gives it was it powerful. A four. It was Joseph. Very powerful. And I'm gonna give it a, uh, yeah, a, a, a four. A, th- yeah, a four. I give it a four. You have to give it a four because you're yeah. gonna give Mark Norman a three. I'm going to give him like a three, two, five. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Yeah. Well, let's take a break and then uh, you can pay some bills and we'll come back and do this last one. Fine. I'm sorry, man. I don't want to tell you how to do your fucking shit. The the whiteboard, (laughs) the whiteboard is behind me. Okay. And behind a couch. So it's a team effort. And I forgot that we have two episodes this week. So I thought we were actually going to talk about about Stephen A. Yeah. Whatever. Fine. We'll pay bills (laughs) and then we'll be back. You fucking asshole. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by bow design agency. Bow design is a full service design agency specializing in branding as well as exhibit design. They'll even design your entire restaurant or office because they can do that too. 
Bow Design Agency has over two decades of award-winning experience, and unlike other agencies, they'll not only handle the design, but they'll take care of the fabrication and installation for whatever size project you have in mind. Take your business to the next level today by consulting with Bow Design Agency and let them do the rest. Now, we'd like to give a big shout out to Bow personally, uh, because they're the reason that we have an awesome new logo. Uh, we couldn't have found them easier to work with, and we found that they went above and beyond to create the highest quality product. As I'm sure you can see, there is no better logo than ours. Uh, and we'd like to shout out Bow Design for that. Uh, go check out their new website, bowdesign.ca, to check out their portfolio and get in touch with them. That's Bow Design, B-O-U-W, Design. If you don't know how to spell design, you're in trouble. And uh, Bow Design on Instagram. Uh, you can find them at, at Bow Design to uh, keep up with all the great work they produce. So again, we want to give them a big shout out. They are the reason that we have our logo. Uh, we love it. Uh, go check them out. That's bowdesign.ca. All right, Kamar, episode number? 1420, Mark Norman. Mark Norman. I can still do that part. Yeah, that's still Simon's part. It's just the initial <laughs> You guys are fucking down. assholes. Okay? <laughs> like, the fuck out of my house. Well, we both know. Luckily, I'm here. We both know right. this, so it's... We both know this. Yeah, you guys have fucking secret JREE meetings without me. I'm I'm here in the basement editing shit, and you guys are out having power lunches on the fucking PayPal. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> with Kamar's secret Patreon yeah. exactly. yeah, from the people yeah, in. Uh, that's where it's actually, That's where all the real Patreons go. Because well, remember, we couldn't find that. Um, yeah, that one goat's milk. Yeah. Kamar's like cheese because it was week. on Kamar's personal Patreon. That, well. Kamara and Simon, apparently. Can you move your drink, buddy, so I can roll a sure. fucking can? My kids got to eat. Matt, I'm about to. My kids okay. got to eat. Fine, go ahead. You can, do, you can do the next one. Sure. So just before we get started with Mark Norman, which is this episode 1420. Um, so I agree with Matt. Actually, we'll get to that second. He said the funniest thing first off where Joe said, oh, that's the patina. And he said, oh, patina, who's that? Your maid? <laughs> okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> that was great. That was really funny. And then, but uh, you were mentioning that you thought that maybe he was gay, Mark Norman. Well, like, I can't remember. Maybe it was an hour in or 40 minutes in. I don't, maybe he said something, but I was like, is Mark Norman gay? And I just never noticed. I, I think he was just trying to be funny. Maybe he made well, a Well, then he talked of, about uh, pounding vag a bunch. No, no. So he, I was like, okay. He definitely slays a ton of girls. He, no, he has a girlfriend now, but yeah, he sla has slayed. But I just. Um, Slain. All sizes, all shapes. It seemed like he was making so many jokes that um, he had just had an experience. It all goes back to my theory. Really funny guys are on the spectrum. And and I, I don't know if you watch this. He cannot make eye contact when he's talking. He just he just looks away. You think he's on coke? No, 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 no. It was the exact same thing. I mean, he 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 alluded to it. I think in the last time we saw him. Yeah, this is the second time on. But he can listen and look in your eye. But when he starts to jock and riffing, he's or he's looking at Jamie for like you know the way Joe will say something and look to Jamie. Mm -hmm. He does the same thing. You know what I mean? He's got to know. He, these are popping off. It's I think both him and Joe List suffer from uh, pretty severe depression, though. No, PSD. Pretty severe PSD. Yeah, because they they talk so happy and just sort of projecting. No, I just feel like I that's part of their backstory. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally off about. I'm that. sure any comedian uh, at some point goes through depression. That's not a, a big stretch. 
I thought the most interesting part of this was that Joe said the podcast is too big and influences elections. Yeah, I that, thought that, that was, was interesting too. That was too. really crazy. And we know Matt disagrees with that because last week. Well, said, no, 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 no. I did the numbers and I said, he, uh, he listen, I don't disagree with that. He obviously can sway a, a number of voters. What I said was, is it enough? Is it enough to actually change an election? And we know from the last one that it is. Or from fucking Bush against... Uh... Well, whether it's enough to sway an election, it certainly seems like it could be enough to sway the um, primaries. Is that what that's called when you fight for the... Yeah. What's about to happen yes, right now? Yes, yeah. That, that by his omission of people, uh, Biden, what's-her-face? Warren. Warren. And you can tell that Joe felt a way about, uh, we had talked about last week, the way that um, CNN had characterized him thing. endorsing Bernie. Oh, I he, said it too. He was he picking would... his words very carefully. Yeah, of course. Sorry, Matt, I didn't mean to interrupt you. There. No, no, no. I was just saying, I called it that I was like, he just forgot to mention Yang. And then he said that he forgot to mention Yang. And then I was like, and he never fully endorsed Bernie. He said, I'm, if I had to vote for anyone, these three are the people that I would most likely vote for. Tulsi, Yang, and Bernie. But they they address how, like, uh, you know, they talked about the woman, all the all the points that CNN said said you know homophobic, misogynistic. He he really went in, like it's ridiculous what they're saying. And the clip they played was that uh, where he's getting angry talking about that woman, woman slash man who beat up the other woman and didn't tell her that she in the UFC and didn't tell her that um she used to be a man ufc sorry you're right it wasn't in the ufc but it was some sanctioned fight somewhere oh it just it just confirmed my suspicions too that the show has gotten too big i mean it's over a tipping point it'll it can go on but what was best about it uh, has been lost I mean, he could easily just decide not to have politicians on anymore, period. I think he'd decide that. And it never is. just that's not going to be a thing anymore and no problem. You know what I mean? Done. Done deal. Go back to having fun. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that for Tulsi. You don't have to do that for um, Biden. Well, he's decided he's not going to do that anymore. Well, uh, we won't know that until I think he um, said he said no. I, I won't ever do that again because okay. it's too big. To well, we're going to find out when whoever wins the primary, and then they go up against Trump, whether he's going to have that person on his show. We'll, I think he's, we'll see. I think he's out. He just doesn't want. I I just feel right about it that they used to be able to say stuff on this podcast. Who knows? But now every single person or guest. Tomorrow, I hope you're right. I oh. hope you're right. And we'll find out soon. Simon, it's also a nightmare. Once that person wins the primary and they're a presidential candidate, they have <clears throat> they have secret service. And the, having them come to your studio is a fucking nightmare. Everyone yeah. gets a background check. Everyone, it's Well, if we don't find out then, Matt, we won't find out for four years. So that's the only reason I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I get you. I get you. That it, it'll be nice if you never know. He might have like Tulsi might come back on after she posts, yeah, yeah, and be like, "Well, you know, it happened again." Or is what? that okay, Kamar? Is what okay? Is it okay if he has them on after they're not part of the discussion anymore? Of course. Or should he just altogether rid himself of 
politicians no. on his show. I think he just played a dangerous game this close to the election. Yeah, no, I totally agree, Matt. I, I, I agree. Well, it's not like he told Bernie to take the clip and uh, was Bernie team just <coughs> no, made such a bad of, call of that of it was just a backlash not. or did, did it actually work? Did it benefit Bernie? I don't know. Or maybe did someone at CNN just catch wind of it and was like, this is a clear endorsement to me. And it, that was it. I it mean, certainly was. We're going to characterize Joe not, Rogan this way. Either. But it yeah. wasn't even an endorsement. That's the thing. Joe said, I will probably. Yeah, but it's clickbait. But that is not an endorsement. An endorsement is when you come out and you say, I am getting behind this person. Like, that's not what he did. So everything about what CNN did was just a shitty way to do the news, man. And that's why they're a fucking shitty uh, organization. Again, it's just clickbait. Yeah, and it's they've just, become a clickbait operation where Fox News is now somehow credible and fucking CNN is like the National Enquirer. You know what's hilarious, too? We have a podcast called the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. I can't tell you how many people forwarded me a link being like, did you see that Joe endorsed Bernie? And I was like, you don't think I listen to 15 hours of this guy talk <laughs> a fucking week? Obviously, I know. And I was like, and you're wrong. And so was the article. All kinds of kinds. <coughs> do you think he avoided talk about Ari Shafir? He did, but we're going to get... Oh, that is this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was like... I know. I was like, what are we going to get to, We're going to get to that avoid in it? Mark Norman, but no, he absolutely avoided talking about Ari Shafir. Mark Norman brought it up mm -hmm. without like bringing it up and gave Joe the perfect opportunity to weigh in. That's because Ari's going to be on this week. No way. I don't think so. Wow. I do. That's a big statement. I, I think he was supposed to be. But Think it, about it. Ari Ari is about to do a is special. about to do a special on Saturday. So like he has less than a week. I assume he's gonna. I don't know. Maybe go to L.A. do some warm up sets at the store. So the no only way. way Joe will have him on, I think, is if um, they have pre discussed the fact that <coughs> Ari is gonna come out and um, eat shit. Well, th well, this is the problem. Um, the only thing Ari has right now are his fans. Yeah, and the only thing that could turn them is for him to. I'm so I, I don't think he's going to be on Joe exactly. only because I think that would be a conversation that him and Joe would have to have where he's like, look, this is like a fucking keg of dynamite right now. They I'm already feeling the fucking heat from this whole stupid uh uh, Bernie thing. I just, I don't, I don't know, Matt. It would be, I don't think Joe operates that way, but whatever. I, I totally hear you, Matt, because I would like to think that Joe would say, look, Ari's getting kind of a bum rush here and I got to get him on bum rap, bum rap, whatever. Sorry. Get him on before his special to give him a helping hand. But I, I I, I kind of see Kamar's point that there's a certain amount of self-preservation that has to go both, on here. Both both things are possible. It'd be the ultimate troll if he goes on and they don't talk about the whole episode. Well, that the won't internet happen. would go nuts. That won't like, happen. Ah. I'm telling you, think about all it. All possibilities. He will definitely go on. First of all, you just said, and you just said, that Joe thinks the show is too big. So what does he care about self-preservation? He's fine with losing a million listeners so that he can get back to interviewing whoever the fuck he no, wants and not worrying. Once I'm telling going you. live... That's that's there's Joe Rogan, you know, the we BC, know why he stopped BC going live. AD, there's know, Joe Rogan no. going live and uh, taped. No, we know why he stopped going live. People were stealing the clips and making money off it. That's well, it. One that's way or another, we're going to find out this week because you're right. He only has until Saturday to because he's filming a special. So Joe is annoyed by any Elon references. If a guest comes on and says, 
Elon. He's like, oh, whatever. That's so stupid. If they say that Elon fucked up by smoking weed and his stock tanked. Or they just, if they reference it in some way, it's an Elon moment. If they reference the Elon moment, he's like, yeah, whatever. No, if they reference it good, like Elon was on and you had a good conversation. Oh, yeah, you know. It's only if they're talking about his stock. What I'm saying is a gaffe or whatever. I don't think it's a gaffe, but say something, do something on the show that reverberates. I'm almost certain he's at least reached out to Ari and asked him if he wants to be on the show Dude, this week. I had never thought about any of this because I forgot that Ari was filming his special this weekend. But this is so interesting and I can't wait to see what happens. Either way, either way, it's super interesting. If Ari goes on, a whole host of things can happen. And if he doesn't go on, I think that says a shitload. Well, I think uh, my whole thing is skewed now. I uh, know. I guess it does affect it because I've, I've gone down a conspiracy horror that uh, Kobe Bryant was actually murdered, but that still doesn't change anything to the callousness of the statements that that means got him that, into trouble. that doesn't mean anything. Whether you believe that or not, Kamar mm-hmm. does not. I just had that thought. It doesn't head. change at all what Ari did. Yeah. I, I, are we going to give our opinions? Or I talk, we sure. Gonna, let, I, let's, I talked at it. Let's give our opinions. I mean, we did when it first happened because I just re-listened to the post show on the way over here, and I heard all three of our opinions on what we. Well, because I said right there, I reactions. said what he said right on the show. We, you, I don't know if it was actually. Or did I allude to it? No, you gave like the thing. I think he wrote after the fact because um, he wrote something. He did a tweet, but then he also put something on. Bert no, Kleischer's. I read what he. I read his comment on Bert saying, like happy Kobe died that's or whatever right. it was. That's yeah. what we were talking about. But that, we that had, wasn't the trouble. But to me, no, the trouble was after saying, I wish this guy had died 23 years ago. But wait, it's, and then, it's the same thing. No, it's, no, 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 no. Because what it was, is was, uh, Kobe Bryant died 23 years, years too late. Hollywood elitists prefer rapists over comedy, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, good fortune to the guy or thanks to the guy who forgot to fill up the copper. Uh, fuck the Lakers. Then it came out, it was hacked. Then came out a video of him saying it, which was... And then after the video came out, he made that statement on, on Bert's uh, page? Oh, I, No, no, no. Like, I, what's the timeline of that? <coughs> the second Kobe was announced he died, uh, Bert put something up and he went on Bert's and, and said right away... So, sorry, happy was that... Kobe died. That was, was the that, first thing. That was before he posted his... That was before all of it. it Twitter, happen, who knows, it happened at the same time. The very first thing he did was that comment on Bert. Oh, yeah. Anyways, either way, I listened to all our reactions about it, so I'd be interested to hear what everybody has to say a week later. Well, did you see Donnell went hard into Ari? I I did not. On his own podcast. He did a solo episode to say how fucked up it is. Really? The only thing I heard was Brendan and Brian. I heard Brendan and Brian. I heard the brilliant idiots. I did not hear Donnell. I didn't hear uh, Theodore. Donnell against... Crystalia obviously thought it was terrible. All, all of them are trying not to say to, to end him, but just going. Okay, the basis consensus is where's the joke? It's just, it's just, it's not funny. That's the problem. What, Here's and, the, and that's what the brilliant idiot said too, Matt. Was that the crux? Of yeah, it? Charlemagne was. Well, Charlemagne came out and his main point was there's no joke. I don't see. I didn't see a punchline. I didn't see. I didn't see any of the structure of a joke i just saw a a a malice filled statement 
Yeah, vitriol, basically. That's what I saw. I didn't see someone trying to make light of a, a tragedy. Like, you know, like, again, I'll go back to Tony Hinchcliffe. Perfect little one-liner. Right. You know, you can at least snicker at it. And- Where is the... There is no joke. So if he does make the joke, that's okay. It's just... Sorry, I'm just trying to get a handle. Well, here's my thing no, too. I no, think that's I think that's where they become hypocrites. Had hold I on, just had a a little something else. It still wouldn't. My other problem is that then Ari doubles down, and then you tries to use the fact that Kobe was accused of rape and paid off the girl, so probably guilty of rape. He the fact that he then uses that as like a disguise to me is the most cowardly thing. Because you didn't say that at first. You just said, fuck. You just said, I'm glad this guy's dead and fuck the Lakers. Well, that was on Burt's. Yeah, but that's my point. And then he, when, pe- when, went, then when you he, get the oh, backlash, all of a sudden you're like, well, no, actually, I wish he died 23 years later because he wouldn't have raped this girl. And Holly, and then you tries to pull the like, I, I don't know. But let's look let's, at let's look at the, the psychology of it. Uh, someone who a lot of people like died tragically. Mm-hmm. Another person said something incredibly insensitive yeah and there's consequences to that that's sort of crazy well no I but mean, hold on here am i wrong but crazy how what are you saying well we realize this you hold on the u.s has free speech that doesn't mean that your speech is not without consequence as in if you walk up to a, a crew of jews on the street and you fucking heil hitler like you're allowed to do that but I wouldn't. You can walk into a black neighborhood and start dropping the N-bomb incessantly. You're allowed to do that. Right. But I don't suggest that you fucking do that. The same way, like, you could sit there and say, Ari could go into a black neighborhood and start dropping the N-bomb, and then what's he going to do? Just be like, ah, it's all jokes. Well, you know what it is. It's the Michael Kramer moment. Michael Richards. No, it's not at all. Uh, Kramer. Of course it is. Both guys are Jewish. Just just, uh, on the side. But... um, uh, they both, he wasn't going up there screaming nigger, nigger, nigger. Like that, that was his material. He was just crazy on fire. You know what I mean? No, like, hold, hold, hold. He on. was getting heckled and just lost it. Yeah. And, it was just a. And said a racist statement in the heat of the moment. Okay. Yeah. So how Kobe, is that at all what Ari did? Kobe, uh, no. Um, Ari's wasn't racist, what he said, but it was incredibly insensitive and not advised point is michael richard said words racist words whatever he's canceled like he never recovered from that ari said a really insensitive joke do you think there's a risk that he could be canceled no i, I don't i don't think the I thought, two I things we were just saying are that. equatable though no this michael is what i want richards I, I, and him but but wait can i just say one thing here just say many things this is part of it ari every time somebody famous dies Ari sends out a tweet that's usually a preface, usually a joke about that person dying. So if it's Betty White who died, who I know is still alive, I'm it's sorry. Sure. I'm just trying to think of somebody who died. He makes a joke about it. And it's usually something along the lines of what Tony Hinchcliffe did, which was make a joke. That was a cleverly worded and nobody seems to have a problem with that. It's that this time, there's no joke. It's just him being saying, fuck, that's good that you died. That's not a joke. But, but I, sorry, I just think it. And again, to find out like all the stuff after like, oh, well, he died with his daughter in his arms. It just seems extra, extra insensitive to then be like, well, you know, he's a rapist and, and he should have just said like, in I- all fairness to Ari, 
maybe he didn't the same way we heard after that we heard Kobe died and then we heard he had a daughter in the plane with him and No no the tweet was well after we know about the daughter. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know the timeline at, at all and I would very much like to know too it what what went out first whether it was the tweet or the Burt's page. Um, well we can I, look I right don't, now. I don't know why that is relevant but uh, well, I, it makes me. a difference to our conversation. What I want to say is first, um, since this what Ari does is Mitzi Shore. He says in, something incredibly insensitive about a woman he loves. Ralphie May was like, "I'm glad that fat fuck died." Now there's more for them to eat in hell, which okay. has a joke to it at least, kinda. I guess that's his in, buddy. In Ari's mind, a he felt like this is my best work. <laughs> No, he couldn't have. No, no, no. But also, you know how they say, you know, um, if someone's bullying you, just punch him in the face and that'll end it. He thought he was just throwing a mean thing out there and there'll be hundreds of mean things and no one will notice which one is the worst one. But it was one day. Nobody <laughs> else. One who said something really mean. That's possible. Listen, I've... <clears throat> I think that... He shouldn't be canceled, but there's no reason this shouldn't be a learning experience for Ari. There's no reason that he shouldn't step back and go, you know what? I'm a good enough comedian, a successful enough comedian that when people die, I can just leave that be. I don't have to. You're not, dude, you're not a fucking starving comedian anymore. You don't need the notoriety on Twitter. You don't need to be fucking edgelord anymore. Like, well, you're you already Ari Shafir. No, but you're already who you are. You're already, your brand is there. You're doing a special what is your fucking problem? Well, like, you know what you we whoever forgets is that yeah, you're right. Ari makes good money. He's established himself. He still fucking walks out with his dick in his hand. He still throws bloody tampons at his friends or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like that he still fucks around with Gomez and the Legion of Skanks and he's still doing all that. Shit. I know. And guess what? Every time that stuff comes up, I'm like, he's a disgusting human being. Like, again, it's easier for me because I'm not. He's an, a horrible person. I'm no, not an Ari uh, fan. I, so. I agree with you. That's the part of Ari that I don't care for. I'm just pointing out the fact that it's not like he's this pristine guy who then made a really insensitive statement about Kobe Bryant. He's a guy who does you know, really kind of crass jokes all the time. So. I get it, but you're almost arguing, you're almost arguing like, well, this guy's a piece of shit all the time. So maybe we should all just think about not liking him all the time. I'm just saying like, yeah, well, no, <laughs> but okay. Well, no, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. My first initial reaction was this. Uh, no, sorry. The, um, the dosing of Bert and this, it was just like, maybe really bad judgment calls that might be a pattern of that he's not thinking straight or something. But like I told you guys yesterday, I talked to a comedian who's spoken to him and he doesn't, he doesn't think the cancel thing exists. Like, do you think a year from now we'll still be like what Ari did? You know, like I have, I some have things are only, just not forgivable. Only time will tell how only this is going to play time out. You know, like how does he not, it's weird though. Like, you know, Louis CK, you have to have crossed his path. How do you not think, that the cancel culture well, is real no, and works. Like, but listen, people get canceled. Um, I listen to Kevin Brennan a lot, and yeah. he opens for Louis C.K. Mm -hmm. and he talks about Louis C.K. all the time. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like like what it's happened to Louis. Louis, but Louis still living life. Like he still gets up and eats. Yeah, I food get it. And, and and does shows and like like 
Yeah, sure. He still so, gets to perform, but so he I lost think, his television show. He like, I mean, there were there were consequences, but I think only people can say someone's been canceled. You're not actually canceled. Like you don't walk around with a cancel sticker on you. From I get that it. Forth. All I'm saying so it doesn't though, exist. All I'm saying though is like with a big fucking show coming up, you'd think Ari maybe would have just. Well, this when Simon says time will tell, will tell. If that show isn't, if people boycott, they buy the tickets, yeah, don't go. Yeah, exactly. If something like that happened. Even after that, he'd still be able to go on and tour. Well, no, but he's I, got a problem because we'll again, say he's officially canceled by society. I'm not saying. Standards. Listen, he his big problem is that it, the whole weekend that he's up there, people could do what they did for this other show and just. And I don't want to say it on the air because I don't want to give anyone but, ideas. But, but you know what I mean? Like you know what he will. Even if that happens, even if he were to go up uh, to do his special and nobody shows up and it fucks up. He could just go hard the other way and become like a Legion of Skanks guy permanently because he's been living the, both lives up to this point that's what I'm and saying. he'll do just fine he that's won't, what i'm saying he won't be canceled he from comedy canceled. No, so no. but it could head. it could fuck up the like he had a nice thing going where he could you know piss on people over here but over here still you know maintain a certain credibility as like a uh you know but a, i could a see comic who's been around a long time i could see it like this like Brian Callen, you're saying he said, he said, texted something, but say any of those guys go up to Ari and go, Hey man, that was just out of line. And Ari would be like, really, really? It's out of line. Yeah. You can't talk to me more. Cause it's this. really, Re- this is what it is. I didn't have to rape your sister. <laughs> like that's what I think Ari would come out as. Like, of course he would. So in that, in his head, that's how it doesn't exist. Or, or he comes at it like, look, man, I know that was lame. I could have done way better. Uh, like well no you, he, he he did an apology right well he didn't he put out that you're talking about that three page uh he didn't he didn't know the, that's the, that's the girls not on the thing that is not an apology is it a mea culpa no it's nothing it's uh Do you guys know what that is it's not it's explaining his it's just justifying what he did and again like i i don't even know where i stand on this i think it's art now on one hand, I'm like, you think it's art look, now? you can't just because you don't like the joke in quotations. If you're a proponent of free speech, then you you it's like what? Um, yeah, the whole thing. Like, what's if his, I saw what the joke is. It, Sam, it, that means nothing. Sam Tripoli was talking about it. He said, look, I I'm a really good friend of Ari's. I don't like that joke at all. But look, when I was when what's his name died, committed suicide. Richard Jenny. No. The guy who they were all friends with who just... Chicken. Oh, Brody. Brody Stevens. Brody Stevens. I'm sorry. Um, Rest in peace. He he said... You bet. He said somebody made a joke. Another comedian made a joke when he died. And he was like... And I really... It hurt me. You know, I didn't care for it. But I'm a guy who supports... I'm a comedian who supports the ability for anybody... To say anything. Well, that, that's the thing, too. Sorry, eh? Matt, and uh, a little Duvald that. Yeah. Um, if Kobe Bryant was a comedian, this is all fine. Listen, it is all. I think fine. it's all about the <clears throat> kids and it the other fine. people on the the helicopter. I think that changes it too. You know, like I first. I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm wrong. I just here's here's the big problem is. So when Ari says, "I'm glad he died," fuck the Lakers. The problem is there's probably a few people handful hundreds whatever a thousand people that probably did see that and laugh 
So your argument can be like, it's comedy because some people did laugh. You might not have found it funny, but some people did. But on the, Jesus, Simon, you hate that phone. (laughs) But on the other hand, like I could sit there and make a Jewish joke that is not a funny joke. And that's just like anti-Semitic. And I might get a few laughs. And then I could sit there and argue like, I got a few laughs. So it's obviously a decent joke. Same thing. But that's what I'm saying is like, we use this weird guise of comedy sometimes where, and I do it too, because I think you should be able to say anything. And I don't want Ari to be canceled. What? Well, I'm just saying, just we know Ari does not feel. I know. What he wrote, wrote there. You know I'm just I mean? saying like, there should be some life. That's le- what makes it art. I just hope there's a life lesson here for Ari that maybe he's fucking. I'm sure he won't. I'm sure he doubles down the next time uh, someone famous dies. And, and the, yeah. Or, or maybe not. But again, we need to stop people from saying really mean things when someone dies. It's kind of like what Joe says, though. You know what I mean? Like, just everybody be nice to each other. That would be the best case scenario. So when something like this happens, it's just it's just mean, right? There's a lot of vitriol, or it seems, because you missed the joke. I mean... If there was a joke. Look, if, if what he said was... a if he was making a legitimate joke, mm-hmm. he feels like he crafted a joke and it just missed. Yeah. That's a totally different conversation, right? Yeah. Then the way it comes off as there's no joke here and I'm just the first guy to get out and be like, no, fuck him. I'm glad he died because I'm a, a Pelicans fan. Like, I mean, I will say this. I want to step back for a sec. You know what? He just didn't deliver it right. <laughs> Well, I want to step back for a sec and go back to something Kamar said. If you think about it like this, whether he meant malice or not, whether he was, whether it was, you know, I just look at it like this. There's no way he ever thought that any of Kobe Bryant's family or anyone close to them was ever going to hear or read those tweets or see anything. He never would have imagined the shit storm that was coming his way. Shit storm. So the argument is like, no one that was going to see that tweet was close enough to Kobe to argue that they were actually hurt by it or hurt by him saying, fuck Kobe Bryant. It's, you know, if like, let's say Simon's son dies and I say to him, okay, sorry, terrible example. Terrible fucking example. Okay. I'm just trying to pick someone close to like someone. Simon, don't don't look at me so hurt like that. I feel bad for you. Well, he's giving me shit. It is. Okay, fine. I'm just trying to pick someone close to someone. Like you were talking and I was looking at Simon. So I heard what you said. Let's say like, Mary dies. Fine. So, okay, or let's, Chico. Stop, stop. I heard in now my ears. Now we're all losing all our families this week. I, I heard in my ears. Wow, that's really hurtful, Matt. But I saw his face. Wow, that's really hurtful, Matt. The whole thing just happened. It's a fucking hypothetical. Listen, the point is. Okay, You're going to get canceled for that. Let's say Mary dies, okay? <laughs> sure, and, that's mean. And I say something horrible. Yeah, but like to me. you know, like, some, like No, I tweet it. Fine, whatever, but you know I'm going to see it. The point yep. is, it's not going to hurt Mary. She's gone. So you're not hurting You're not hurting that person. That person's not hurt by it. They're already as hurt as they're going to be. It just hurts the people around them. And well, no, it hurt a lot of people. What I'm saying, though, is you're hurting people that are already hurting. That's my big point. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a salt in the wound or something thing. But what I'm saying is, I don't think Ari really... Listen, you can be like, oh, Kobe was my hero growing up. This one really hurt. I shed a tear when he died. You didn't really care. No, two Kobe's months from not now, paying your rent if yeah, you're you might out get of a, a job. Exactly. You might or, get a tattoo and you might be like, oh, Kobe was the shit Mamba mentality. But you don't big picture really care. Believe me. So well, like I just said, when you're in trouble, 
Kobe isn't there to help you. Exactly. Or, or whoever sure. this famous So all I'm saying is. is, in Ari's defense, I already set off the jump. I don't think he should be canceled. I don't think he will be canceled. I definitely think it was um, in very poor taste. That being said, I wouldn't... I, well, personally, I think the idea of making any joke when somebody dies is in poor taste. Whether it be Ari, whether it be Tony Hinchcliffe, whether it be funny or whether it not, there's such a thing as too soon, and there is no better example of too soon than the second someone dies making a joke about it. But That's I will, in poor taste. But this is the thing. I think he'd argue to <clears> the Across death. the board. I think he'd argue the death. This Ari is, would. Yeah, well, I, that's my personal opinion, and I'm just a dumb fucking dummy. Dude, I gotta be honest. If I die... I say anything. If I die and one of you makes a fucking hilarious joke right away that makes everyone around laugh, big thumbs up. I'm okay with that. There's no... To me, like, Tony's to me is perfect. It's just great. It's short. It's sweet. And I think that would have been a good joke and it could have been made a week later. Like I said, yeah, but they're comedians. So you soon. want to get to that? Well, fucking yeah, away. I know. I, I get it. You Either know. way, we should it, move off of Ari. Yes, yes. Let's get off well, of the, Ari. The whole point of this was that Joe did not talk about it. No, but we well, will. We don't know what's going to go on. <laughs> no, but we will. Like I said, we're going to find out this week one way or another because him not being on speaks volumes and him being on will speak volumes i mean it'd be great if Stephen a and ari were on this week oh, but wow. it's probably going to be like two conservationists and some guy that ran the fucking Stop philippines it, or something um they talked about the australian fires for a bit mm -hmm. and i don't know if you guys saw that meme well first of all it was like a billion animals are dying it's half a billion i believe no, I, th I think it's that uh, Estimation uh, half a billion maybe, up to a billion now. Wow. Anyways, what it, that's insane. Yeah, it's like nuts. I don't even. That's a number, like Joe said, that it's you can't even grasp. But you know, it's from cigarette butts, right? No, I don't know if we know what it's from, but whatever. Anyways, well, the point the, is, hold on. Even the people that are sitting there being like, it's cigarette butts, like. It's hot as fuck there and dry as fuck there because of what we're doing to the environment. I don't think so. so. I think it's always like that there. Like the brush. Have you ever been there? Like, come on, I places see that don't get winter. I man. get it, but I see all these people tweeting. They're like, I live in a place where it's not normally like this, and well, it's fifty-two just degrees look Celsius. Look at the L.A. fires, guys. Like that doesn't happen every single year. Unless they, it happens in the years where it's drier than others. Like, come on. Unless but, they coincide with a certain train line. Okay, so that's how they started. But now they're totally out of control because it's so dry. I'm not alleviating the fact that there could be a conspiracy behind this, Kamar, but it is very dry. It would have been harder for the conspiracy guys to complete what they did if the climate was in better shape. <sighs> okay. Yes, fine. Sure. Okay. So maybe they're killing the climate too in order to get their nefarious plans done. But they, Good enough? They do always Just the have the longest con ever. Well, listen, they've well, been doing this a long time, Matt. I think I guess the Greys live for a much longer period than we well, do. I don't think they're the you, well, you never know. You've got to put all your um your efforts into putting your water fleet together, man. Cuz <clears throat> this is going to happen again next year <laughs> till they have no more animals. Listen, I'll tell you this, Kamar, and I'll agree with you here, if they aren't working on a water bomb right now, then there's something nefarious going on. Like if they're not right now planning on a way to make sure that a continent never burns again. How can you stop it? Come on. We sent people to the moon. Did we? 
we've done a we've done amazing things <laughs> the only thing would be a plane did we planes flying above creating a cloud to create rain You're that t- would be the rain bomb stop, no seriously though the the amount of land when you look at the map it's not like stop it stop it this is crazy there's You're, not a plane big enough to hold the water Mar, you must be way out there if this fucking guy, vampires and ghosts over here, is telling you you're crazy. No, I'm saying you can't ha- make a water bomb. He's saying you can. I'm saying it doesn't necessarily. Okay. Yes, you can. This is nuts. Like, yeah, they can make a water bomb. They can make anything they fucking want. It's called a hydrogen bomb, Kamar. They're sitting Hydro on zero point the energy. They're sitting on uh, anti-propulsion. They're sitting on zero gravity. Like they, they're sitting on. That, that's what I, it. It have to be some. Look at the, I wish, dude. This is where we need video. Your head moved there, like well, a fuck. because they are fucking sitting on Matt. Who's they? No. It would have to be some sort of concussion I'm device. I'm done justifying myself to you, man. They is who you know they are. Uh, it would have to be some sort of con- concussion device that just sucked all the oxygen out in one swell foop, but it would destroy one swell foop. Anybody else, <laughs> it would just melt their. their- y- you know what, Kamar? <laughs> that was the best one ever. You're a swell house painter. I'm a house You're painter. not a fucking scientist. So let the let the I'm scientists trying to work with you here. Let the scientists worry about how they're gonna fucking get the bomb made. No, they're worried about the temperatures rising. This will help the temperature. It'll cool things down. Yeah. Anyways, it's tragedy over there. Yeah. It, Absolutely. 100%. But, but my po- and not, that's my second home. I'm Australia. not. I de- love you. I am not demeaning the tragedy. What I am saying is this should be the example for the world now that we cannot sit on our hands anymore. We need to make sure that we have something at the ready. So this never happens again. And if this happened in the United States, Kamar, do you really look? Let's let's just I'm going to propose a scenario. Okay. L.A. fires, Uh California fires, out of control, out of control, out of control. It starts jumping state to state to state. Next thing you know, half of the United States is on fire the same way Australia is on fire. Tell me what happens. Uh, Ancient civilizations are revealed. Well, that. Oh my God! If I <laughs> that is not at all Simon's. where I am going. That is not at all where I am going. But that would be a byproduct. That would be a byproduct. But no, tell me, Kamar. Tell me, what do you think would happen? I don't know. Fuck, I Simon, don't. your face there was priceless. I don't, I don't know. Well, uh, I'll tell you. I know you will. <laughs> that they would have a way to put those fires out no. because they would put enough smart fucking heads together, or they're already you- sitting on the answer. And they get, would put that shit out, man. You can't get your head around how big these things are. That's the problem. Because just, l- let's just brainstorm for two minutes and we'll get off this. If all of Ottawa, the whole city's on fire, how would you put that out? Like it's all, and, and, and Ottawa fits in 20 Ottawas in these fires. Let me propose something to you. Ottawa's Let me like propose 100. something to you, Kamar. Put out one Ottawa and then we'll we'll scale it. You know what I mean? It's Would just, AI fix the problem? Yes. So then you agree that some sort of X factor could fix the problem. Oh, fuck off. No, I think it would be drones or some sort of ground drone that would take up all the timber and stuff. Sure. Or maybe they're just going about it the wrong way. Maybe you're absolutely that right. Be prevention. Maybe it's something it'd be prevention. That but may- once it starts, you're fucked. No. Maybe putting out the fires has something to do with coming in from 
below instead of coming in from above. I don't know, Kamar. I'm just a fucking dummy, like I've been saying, who does a stupid podcast about a podcast. Like, I don't know, but I'm telling you, if it was happening at home, they would figure it out. No, the scale, bro. That's what it is. Just too big. Well, agree to disagree. You can't see it. It's not usually you I have to convince, but agree to disagree. Well, I think you'd have to convince Floyd as well, but he's he's agreeing quietly. So the whole reason I was uh, bringing up the fires to begin with was because I was going to ask you if you guys had seen that meme that was uh, 2020 um, difficulty set to extreme or something. And that really is what it feels like right now. Like... This year has not started out well. Oh, that's just the news. Why is this year not started out well? I feel that way. Well, Kobe died, the impeachment. Okay, how does Kobe... Coronavirus. Sorry, I was going to say coronavirus. coronavirus. I was going to say there was a massive earthquake in... um, Puerto Rico. No, it was in Haiti. No, no, no. no. It was off the coast of Miami, like one of those... I think it was Jamaica. Jamaica, 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 a a 7.5 or something. Mm -hmm. With no Um, tsunami. Yeah. Yeah, they had to evacuate parts of Miami. The fires in Australia. Well, that uh, was kind of last year's problem, but okay. B- but still raging this year. Yep. So, well, I, I think just, we're in the aftermath now, but it'll happen again. Okay. Summertime. Anyways, it just seems like it's off to a shitty start. But if whatever. anything, coronavirus is the thing no one's talking about that's gonna <clears throat> that's gonna wipe us all out. I was talking to a coworker who's a lot smarter than me. Yeah. And they're saying one of the things is in China, which we've talked about lately. Because of the oppressive government, people don't say anything. So they're even less likely to say, oh, I'm sick or my yeah, yeah, yeah. two families sick. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And so whatever they say China knows, they, they know less because they're, they're really behind on this one. But I heard someone else say that because of SARS, overall, we're more prepared mm-hmm. for, for this to happen. And then the last thing I thought was, well, do you think the Olympics could be affected by this? Because it's in Tokyo. I don't know. I don't know why we don't ground every. There shouldn't be any I flights. I agree. Just shut stop. it down. For shut it down. This, one month. This juncture. Well, at this wait, juncture. They want to send a plane to get. So you're Canadians, saying leave yeah. them there. Listen, Japan sent a plane. They brought back like 40 people. Three of them had the confirmed virus, and they're like, "We're going to quarantine them." I'm like, I. That seems so crazy. They should to me. First just of all, be quarantined at the Canadian embassy in China. Listen, I, I'm agreeing with you. Maybe I'm just wondering where you're coming yes, from. Yes, that's yeah. where I think. That's, I also like if you're Japan, you're already on an island. You can isolate yourself real easily. Right. You just let nothing yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing with Canada. We're over a fucking. The, why would we fly someone back who could potentially have it? We could wait a month and figure this shit out. We're you're that worried about eight, nine, or forty well, Canadians? Did you see the whole thing? Some guy. It was some tweet where the guy was like. Um, they just let the people leave China. Like these guys, they didn't know. And the guy was like, yeah, I'm not sure. Well, there's an incubation just, period. Just as fly. Well. No, but even if you were in China, that's I'm with Matt here. Like the second they know that this is a thing, you cut that shit off, man. SARS was even worse. Apparently with a two week incubation, well, so much it, harder to find. Well, but the, I thought this one had a long incubation. It, too. it, it does. But SARS is longer. Um, did you guys, have you guys seen any footage of the people dying of SARS though? I don't want to watch that. Well, no, there's something wrong with the media not saying like people are just dying in the streets. Yeah, I saw a video of some guy just falling flat on his face the other day, just standing there and he falls 
just lifeless. I have, a, I have a comedian friend who did a parody. Instead of saying New York, New York, they said Wuhan, Wuhan. And it's a song about having a cold to the, and it's just photos of, you know, bodies shaking in beds. And I also saw these videos. It's like a person in a hazmat suit and it's all subtitles. And it's saying, you know, they're lying to you. 90 million people are dead here, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, they could put whatever the, they could just show any person in a hazmat suit and write any subtitles they want and paint this any way they want. Like yep. you're never going to know what the fuck is going on no idea. until it's going on. Like, so I'm, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just saying like, what I find interesting is that last week the death toll was at 41 and then it went to like 84 and now it's at 3000, you know, next week is going to be 8,000 plus that number keeps popping up like that. And the number of infected does. Yeah, the dude. Area. The number I was showing was said by my birthday there would be there could potentially be like a hundred thousand people dead from this, and that's in a week. And you guys are like, I don't want to get that thing. Of course. What thing? Are you scared right now? As well, no. Around. I mean, right now it's not a huge problem over here. But it listen, the second there's like ten outbreaks over here, we have a fucking problem for sure. I, okay, and that's another shitty Any thing. Any of this is scary, like whether it comes here or not. The fact that this kind of shit is happening is just There's scary. no communication from the prime minister on what we should be doing right now. You know what I, you know what I mean? If if it's preventative. What should or what, happen like, in case of? Well, because they're not trying to cause a panic. In their mind, they're like, listen, there's nothing to worry to about. Well, uh, listen, until... In, how many cases have there been in Canada so far? Three, Three or four or something. Yeah, well, now I'd start to worry. And again, remember, the cases are always like a child or an old person who has a suspect immune system to begin with. Like, I'm just... Look. No, that's where I come from, where I look at this. I feel like I'm healthy enough that... I'm not necessarily saying that either. I'm just I'm not pointing going to China. out that... I just got back. It's not like... Um, <laughs> right, like healthy people are just dropping out. Yeah, well, that, that's the impression, but that could be. But again, more I could, I could be totally wrong. Exactly. I could be listening to a narrative that is being fed to me the same way I'm getting angry at you for one that's being fed to you. You know, I just don't think. I think the media is not saying it. it's worse than what the media is saying. I point. assume it's worse too, for sure. Especially if it's the Chinese government. I can see it both ways. I could see it being a case where they're blowing it out of proportion. I could see it being a case where they're trying to hide how bad it is from you. Both of those things are things that the powers that be would do. You know what I mean? For a, v a host of different reasons. So, Well, Simon, I don't think it's necessary that they're trying to hide it from you. I think it's that they're ill-informed. I think... A the Chinese government is also not, it's a very secretive fucking it's, government. It's and they're true. not, it's true. I mean, I would really, I would, I mean, really hope deep, deep down inside that when something like this happens, the powers that be all reach out to each other, you know? Yeah. You'd be wrong. Mm. What's wrong, Kamar? What are you doing over there? I am getting ready to do a segment here. I wish you had said, can we, um, let's get off of all this ill will now and talk some of the fun. Well, Mark Norman. That we got to talk some Mark Tarked Norman because yeah, Tarked okay. about. <laughs> Tarked about. So let's start with one of the hugest burps I've ever heard on yeah, JRE. Yeah, good out. He really He fucking that gives that hard, man. That's putting and your then, boots on the table. And then that's where he says that um, he'd like to watch Laird Hamilton masturbate. But again, I think it's that's the joke. 
joke. You know what I mean? It's uh, oh, was that maybe that back. was the line? It's it's like he's fucking around. He said it in last episode too. Yeah, that he wanted yeah, to watch yeah. him fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's all good. I, it's I, almost I a year agree. to the day that he was on. I feel like no, no, he's no on fucking a lot, lot sooner. Yeah. Oh, one more. Um, it was like two months ago. My bad. One more depressing thing to yeah. talk about before we uh, get to some fun stuff. No, but they did talk about the. Uh, you know what? But did you just do I'll what get, you yeah, did? Yeah, you're right. You got I, us I off did the depressing that. stuff. That's true. And then I just want to bring us right back. It's <laughs> yeah. terrible. I'm a terrible fucking. What Simon a dumb, is the news. Dummy, man. Simon is the um, media. Okay, we're going to go off of that. Ooh, how about that rat killing the pigeon? It's fucking scary. Rats are scary, man. Just in. Did you watch the video, man? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It, that it's disturbing. Speaking of viruses, there it's all these animals that can spread. Well, the rat—that's the plague. That's such a misnomer about the rats spreading the plague. It's actually the ticks on the rats. What do you guys think of the rats dying in the alcohol? I hope they don't eat those. I don't think they do. Did you see that? They had just buckets of alcohol. Yeah. And the rats got all bloated. But what's the the rats will eventually die in the water too. It's interesting. Why did, was it extra mean? No, no I think probably the alcohol, alcohol kills probably... them nicer. Like they're like going out like in uh, in an on opium a, high. A, a, a nice I assumed it drew them in somehow. Oh, maybe the sweetness of the alcohol draws them in. I know when you have a bucket of water, you have to put some like honey around the ridge or something to draw the rats. He there. had the best idea. The slow, he might be absolutely right, Matt. The slow working poison, and then the other rats eat that rat. Yeah, As but then do. Joe right away. But was then like, the but owls then gets, eat the rats yeah. and the coyotes eat the rats. It's a whole fucking vicious cycle, man. Just let the rats go. I mean, yeah. it's not like Russia where you Matt just poison. Matt doesn't a care fl- about the coyotes, obviously, he, but the other animals, you might care about the owls. He, he did you? Why have, don't I care about the coyotes? Do you know there's coyotes at the experimental farm? Yes. And you and should foxes. be and you should be concerned about your dog if it's. Oh, sorry. Back up. There are coyotes at the experimental farm? Yes, but you know. Yeah, you no, no, just no, no, no. emphatically were yeah, like, yeah, yeah no, no. I know, Kamar. Because I was thinking about something else. but w- Like right by the civic hospital. What are you talking? Why do you think that? Because I was walking a dog there. and You the guy saw was, them? I, I, I need to see them now. But he was like, there were coyotes here like two days ago. No way. Way. Isn't that interesting? Well, I'm definitely going to start driving through there to see what I can see. Isn't Did he say what time of day he saw the coyotes? I was well. It can't be at night. Why d- can't it be at night? Well, you're not going to see coyotes at night unless there was a like at a, dusk a thing. would be was, a good time to see coyotes. He was saying four or something. I was. I was you're asking him like early, he knows, and you're early making in the morning, an assumption. No, no. And at dusk. Fair to Simon. I I was asking him when he was like, yeah, yeah early in the morning. That's or been the two times I've seen coyotes. Because I need to see them now. Yes, you know what I mean? 100%, Kamara, I don't believe the story. I mean, so. And if I go and kill a coyote, because, I'm all right, right? Sorry, what I what I was thinking in my head, I, I'm sorry, you're right, I, I said something that wasn't true. You assumed something. You thought I was going somewhere, maybe. He probably saw a fox and just assumed it was oh. a coyote, or saw a dog and assumed it was a coyote. Like, it's not impossible that a stray or somebody lost a dog. Or He was pretty certain, so yeah. I wonder how he was so certain. You didn't want to get any more info from this guy. No, I, I asked him as much as I could. You mm. know what I mean? Okay. Oh, yeah. Just the Canada Goose Jacket, Matt. They, they do massive um, coyote calls. To, that's, oh, yeah. I don't That's care. why they throw the blood on the people who wear the jacket. That's fine. Yeah. I like being warm in the winter. So. Well, yeah, but you can get synthetic fur is the whole point. You'll be just as warm and it looks exactly the same. And I hear it feels really similar. But hey, how Simon, often is that even touching your face? Why don't you go fuck yourself? Face? How about that? <laughs> okay. Why don't you go upstairs Pull your dick out and fuck yourself. You have to explain to me what if all the coyotes disappeared, what would go wrong? 
Maybe they're responsible for global fuck warming. Up. They kill tons of rats. Yes, it would fuck yes. up the whole ecosystem. That's how we got to the rats. Yeah. They poisoned the coyotes. Yeah, and the owls. That was the whole thing. Um, remember Brett's mouse massacre story? Because they were talking about the ways they were killing rats. Do you remember when he put those traps out and one of the mice got caught in the trap and then dragged the trap all around the house and he followed the... He had no problem with the, the murdering of the mice. No, he loved it. He, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was going to... It was a war. It was him no against the mice. Serial killer-like yeah, yeah. steps we, and he conniving was, He ways. was the Dexter of mice. <laughs> and it made me uncomfortable. And thank God he turned out the way he did, but it was like, wow, this guy's getting deep on this. What else you got there, Simon? Um, well, I'll tell you, because you know what time it is, boys. They talked about Quinn Tarantino and how... Oh, I think it's a weird thing that Joe's been saying a lot is that uh, Quinn Tarantino, you can't do what he's doing anymore. He's at that point. You know what I mean? Which is strange. He's grandfathered in. I that's disagree. That's what Joe said. That's I totally disagree. disagree. That, that's, yeah. what, that's, what, that's what Joe they said. They make crazy movies all the time. I think so. I think I, I movies have carte blanche. I'm sorry. Did you? No. I just I just want to impact the point that this is a common thing. Joe keeps asking. You know, like even with Robert Downey Jr. Whatever. Like you can't do stuff anymore. Which I never thought I'd hear come out of um, Joe Rogan's mouth. Interesting. Now, in lieu of we only having two guests this week, I'm taking a theme. From uh, our first guest, throwing it into the second guest, and we're going to do Django Unchained. It's Django. Django Unchained. Why does everyone keep saying, when Joe said that, I was like, what's wrong with this guy? Well, uh, I I also call the movie Django. (laughs) It's Django. Django. It's Django. Django, Django. When I write it, it's going to be Django. Obviously directed by uh, Quentin Tarantino. And they listed off all the movies, like Reservoir Dogs and everything. I I want to have just They forgot Kill Bill. We'll do a bunch of movies. Kill Bills, those are the worst of all of Quentin Tarantino. And I don't movies. understand. He's done more than nine movies. They're very cool what do you mean? stylistically, but they're the worst Joe movies. Joe said he's done nine movies and ten he's going to quit. Yes. Yeah, that's so, true. But that's and, a contract he had. And then he's, he's done more movies than nine movies. No. Well, it says 25 in his IMDb. Well, name me the 25 movies. Because yeah. a lot, some of them he's written, some of them he's, uh, you know what I like? He's directed, uh, right? I, th- I believe so, yeah. Like True Romance. True he Romance. Was the writer. Is, yeah. So. It says director 21. Okay. Well, name me the 21. I'm very interested. <clears throat> okay. No, it's you're right. It's television is the rest of yeah. his director. Yeah. And that's apparently where he's going. Mark Norman was saying to television. Well, we'll see. ER. He directed a bunch of episodes of ER. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Django. Four Rooms was him too, which is like, you know what I mean? If you can think of his uh, versatility. So uh, this is one of those itch situations where this is uh, uh, the box office for the whole world. This isn't domestic, unless you want that, because they are they are significantly different. Now, what year did it come out? And it was actually put out by the Weinstein Company, but there's no uh, Harvey Weinstein name near it. I have my year ready. I think I'm within a year, but I think I'm a year off. I said 2010. I said 2011, but I think it's 2012. It is 2012. I had. But you guys are in there. 2012, area. 2011, and then decided on 2010. <laughs> it's like he's clairvoyant. No, I keep fucking myself. Just go first thought, Simon. Jesus Christ. Okay, so first thought. Here we go. 
And uh, to any uh, new listeners to the podcast, we just did a review of Jamie Foxx on uh, This Will Not Age Well. It's not um, out yet. It's not out yet, but it'll, it'll be coming out in our uh, on Monday. drop of uh, podcasts that we do on our Patreon. If you want to join that, that's amazing. We've got, I don't know, 30 episodes up now. A lot more content for you. Very interesting discussions we always have as well on the Patreon. Okay, I didn't even think about this. I just went, because I'm doing so terribly that I just, I'm changing it up. I just went first thought, best thought, and your heart. Your heart knows what it knows. It's just how it is. All right. You go first. No, I always go first. You go first. Fine. I have 125 million budget, which I now know I'm way off. Why? No, I might be way off. Uh, And a box office of 687 million. Oh my God. I'm so far off. Well, who knows? You don't know. 32 million and 129 million. Oh, you're way off. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. We use, it's a hundred million is the budget. So I got that one. So Matt's closest and uh, 425 million. So neither of us got that you one. Get the no, but million. I'm so far off. Like, well, your budget. I definitely what, shouldn't have gone with my gut. What was the first? What was the, what was the box office? 454 million. I had 487 first. I'm but, such a fucking, and then I was like, that's not enough return on investment. But in the U.S. it made around 160 million. If that makes you feel better. Well, it does. I knew. I, I knew it would. Four hundred what, Kamar? Four hundred fifty-four million. So sorry. What was sorry? Back up. Four, no, so four twenty-five. What was the? How much did it cost? Hundred million. A hundred million, and it only made a hundred and twenty-nine million in, in the America. states. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So I won that. You did. I got a point. You got none. Okay. Well, that's how that works, right, Kamar? No, actually, no. because you, <laughs> you were, mean no. You have to be five. You have million to be from five million from both to win. But no, five million from the budget and fifty million. I, I saw you so happy writing it down. I didn't want. To you guys are fucking. No, you guys change the fucking rules of this thing weekly. Whatever. Right. Back to Mark Norman so we can finish I, I this fucking really thing. Really don't care. About that sounds Mark like Norman? that sounds no, like a man who cares. If he wants to win, oh, you give him the win. About like it's Mark all Norman? good. Man. No, no. Yeah, we we got rules for rules. It's all good. Um. Back to Mark Norman. Let's see what we got. Fish swimming up your urethra. That got some time. Um, just how everything in the Amazon is like there to kill you. I mean, it's kind of the same like in Australia. You know, we don't, we don't, we have things here that can kill us. But you go walking in the woods, and you're pretty much number one most of the time. In Australia, in the Amazon, in these places, the desert. Fuck you, here. You're and so anywhere. far from number one. No, here, what, where, what? Walk out in Ottawa. The ticks? The Gatineau, whatever you want. Well, what's going to get you? A bear. How often do you run into a bear? I'm saying if you if you go into the bush here, you'll eventually be taken what out. What I'm saying is here, you're, you go walking in the woods most of the time, 90% of the time, 99% of the time, you don't have to worry about the wild animals. If you're walking around about cottage. If you're walking around the Amazon jungle or the Australian outback, like you got to worry, man, about everything all the time. The bugs, the ticks, the little uh, fish that swim up your, your fucking dick hole. 
Yeah, we don't have dick hole. Things, I have a big dick there's, hole. There's, there's way easier for them to swim up. There's leeches and stuff. It's I, I, I think it's just, <laughs> just a dick hole. The the, the shaft, everything the else tiny. is small. It's yeah. like a pencil. It's but a it's huge all dick hole. hole. <laughs> yeah, it's a massive hole. Like a magic marker, but yeah. it's all hole. That's it. You yeah. could not survive in northern Ontario in the summer. Like the bugs are so bad, you would die. You like, would die, Simon. You would it die. would kill you. You would die. The bugs would actually. You would die. murder you. Sure. Your life would end. For sure. You would cease to exist. It's that bad. Anti-Semitic fucking bugs. Okay. In these places that I'm referring to, Kamar, when you sleep, you have to worry about things crawling into your ears and laying egg. You don't have to worry about that here. The worst you got to deal with is a fucking couple of ants. Like, we don't have bugs that are designed to kill us at every step We're we take. We're just as crazy and wild as anywhere We else. don't have snakes. Not, you know, we have like two venomous snakes. In Australia, every snake is venomous. They have two that aren't venomous. Like He's right. This climate is perfect for my oversized dick hole. Mm-hmm. Matt has zero... Dickhole fish to worry about. Here. <laughs> I, I just think I think on you're the selling... scale of one to dickhole fish, zero. We're at a zero yeah. in Canada. You're selling Canada short. I'm, look, I'm not saying we don't have creatures. Are you that selling us short? Us. Well, you just listen to all these places where you go to crazy things to get you, and I think there's crazy things to get you here. Yeah, beavers are vicious, legitimately. You spend a lot of time up at your land, like you have no worries. If you were to spend time at a little hut in the jungle, you would have to worry. My point being though, is all these places where we spend time are populated. If you're someplace where there is no, there's no roads or anything. That's when things get like real. Uh, life below 60. Sure. I mean, even d- there, it's mostly the elements they're dealing with. This too. Not this the, too. um, but they walk not- around with a gun. Yes. Yes, they do. There are wild animals. I'm not denying the fact that we have wild animals that would kill us upon, um, but most of them, I can only think of two wild animals. Well, a moose, let's say, just because. Absolutely. But like. Are we going to talk about Mark fucking Norman? The only thing higher than bears and wolves, everything else you can probably, or mountain lions, everything else you can fight with your bare hands. Mark Norman talked about crazy places yeah we're done off he's that, talking bro. about that um, i'm refuting then they talked about Norman. that whole bernie thing that was huge right because joe like oh well, we already hit that took, i know i know but he took the chance to kind of set the record straight i felt like mark norman uh now he is doing a, a show he's taping a special which he's excited about but he can't get picked up yeah whatever yeah but it's not like it, it, if he was releasing it like he'll be on again to release this ideally, but he said he's just going to do it on YouTube or whatever. Maybe because of this podcast, someone will make him offer. He was sort of seemed despondent about it. I felt like he was almost playing almost like a Brian Redman role. And Joe, for Joe to bounce things off and he's just going to crack wise on every single thing he says. And it's like a good thing for Joe to talk it out without getting too, because a lot of stuff was going on. Well, you know? he said Joe seemed rattled. Said usually he's cool as a cucumber. He he definitely was rattled talking about Bernie, avoiding talking about Ari. Well, he's got multiple beefs right now. His friend is in some hot water. Yeah, Yeah, he's got a lot of fucking. I felt I heard it in his voice when he was like, "The podcast has gotten too big." I um, when they were talking about uh, the word retarded, and it's the same thing. It's the same thing for the word gay, and just how you know you use it in a context that is not at all. The same as unless you're gay, you what it's say gay. meant for. Um, 
just the when people get angry at you when you and you say oh that's retarded and somebody gets angry at you they're being dishonest and i agree with that because that's not your it's so clearly not your intention you know what i'm saying you can tell when somebody is saying oh that fucking retard as opposed to that's retarded like one is mean and cruel and I've the never, other is I've never in my 37 years seen someone point at someone who was actually mentally challenged and go that fucking retard I've never seen that in my life ever I have Oh, oh okay well you grew up with real pieces of shit so We had um a whole class at uh, high school like you know we were whatever 94 nine eight or whatever that class was called was a special needs class yeah i went so, to the same high school as you so i sorry i didn't know if it was like that when you were there i can't speak for you guys but i said horrible things about those people when i was in high school to the to them no about them so there you go though I, like i said i saw horrible things get said to these people like some people are shitty you know mm-hmm. some people get caught up in being shitty so like it's uh, that's the worst thing when someone's shitty and they get a bit of a reward for it, so people double down on being shitty to, to seek the same reward, and then you got a shit fest. Then you got a shit fest. <laughs> Tell us all about the shit. Come here. I'm in it. I'm in it. What else you got for Norman sign? We got to wrap this up. Um, <clears throat> just an example of how ridiculous the cancel culture has gotten is that Jenk Uger um, example, because when you listen to that. It's not cancel culture. That's not the problem in that situation. It's a manipulation by the media. You're right. The spinning of a story to make it something that it is so clearly not. Do you know the story of yeah. that? Yeah. What the fuck? I, sorry. You're mad at him because he questioned whether you're aware of it? Well, I listened to this episode. Oh, okay. Well, no. I didn't even know if they explained it in this episode or if they just... Um, no, for a second, I was about to say uh, to the listeners, if quoted we have listeners, don't listen to Joe Rogan. Uh, he was talking to David Duke and said, of course, you're not racist, but he was saying it facetiously. Yeah, like when you listen to the whole interview. But the media released it as... Of course, you're not racist, Jake David Duke. Endorses David Duke. It's, it's disgusting. Like when they or do that, him. it's terrible. It's stupid. That's it's, all they do, so they're terrible. Yeah, agreed. Like I said, tabloids. You know, they're they're uh, manipulating uh, situations and stuff, and waiting for bad stuff to happen. A la uh, coronavirus, a la uprising in the Middle East, and all the protests in China are still going on, eh? Well, this Mars, Mars been pointing this whole episode. I, mean, I don't know if you've noticed this. It's the weed. <laughs> you've been off it for four days. Yeah, makes it, it's pointy weed. Um, just got me thinking during this episode the expression "where your bread is buttered" because they use that expression. I think Simon's found a new segment. Eh, last week it was uh, "Saved by the Bell." Oh yeah, right. I didn't even realize that. No, but this one I don't know where this comes from. But I'm thinking. That's the segment. I'm thinking to myself. <laughs> Where your bread is buttered, like, is a good thing. Where where your bread would be buttered, that they're saying, like, that's, it's a good thing. So As in the place where my bread is buttered? So, like, if my, I'm curious. Well, to, I'm just pointing out the like fact Like, where that on the bread it's buttered? No, no, no. I'm just pointing out that they're using bread and butter as a pinnacle of something good. And there's also a saying of bread and butter. That bats my bread and butter. That... That uh, setup is my bread and butter. Oh, what I'm really good at. 
Yeah, I yeah think that's no, a, that's, that's or, very true. Or so what? again, something you're great at being compared to bread and oh, butter. Oh, and Simonized bread and butter. Yes, I... I well, Took you that long no, to get there? No, no. <laughs> he was pulling the Daryl Davis. All right, yeah. Stretching the story out. No, yeah. Okay, no, nope. no, he was not. Uh, what else I got? Oh, washcloth. Does, soap, that hit home to me you, with my soap Does joke. anybody use a washcloth? No, but I, I know exactly what Mark Norman was talking about. His other guys like, you don't use a washcloth? Well, I don't use a washcloth. I don't hear a lot of guys talking Family about soap? using washcloth. Yeah, if you black no, people, I have black my people own are really big wash. on. Oh, you use a body wash. And I, or body, whatever. It's my own soap. It's not a bar of soap. I go through phases where I get that thing with the loofah. You put the stuff on. Oh, I don't use it, it with the loofah. I just put it in my hands and then put it on my wow, body. What are you doing there? You're wasting the, you're wasting. That's very wasteful. A little bit can go a long way. You're all using He's too much. He's worried about how much fucking soap I'm using. Uh, Don't worry about how much soap I'm, saying, I'm using. It's not in a reusable plastic container. Do you use, do you use a uh, bar? I have an exfoliating, uh, like, uh, not a loofah. It's but like you a flat. you have something. Like, yeah. That sounds so badass. But I also just use a bar of soap. Like, you, I don't give a you, fuck. You, you I live here with my girlfriend. You use both. We bump uglies. So what well, is she? It's Kamara's whole joke, man. If she's worried about your soap, she's got it. a real problem. Talking about the business. I know, yeah. Um, so you use both? Sure, yeah. And I use whatever's there. Yeah. So back to Mark Norman. Um, he, I think, I thought he did make a good point when he was talking about little people. I mean, he kept calling them midges, which I'm not sure is correct, but... Nobody, you know, there, uh, and again, I'm not sure on this the numbers here because I didn't do any research, but I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume that there are more little people in the world than trans people. Okay. In the world. No, in America, let's say in America, I'm going to assume, let's check it, but for, for the purpose of this, I'm going to assume there are more. They have made no adjustments for little people out there. There are no I mean, there are no small drinking fountains unless you're in a school. So you think trans surpass them? Well, I'm just saying. It, Is that what you're saying? We pick and choose the groups we decide to make all the concessions for. Yeah. Where this group of people who, are, again, I'm going to assume there are more of, um, no concessions have been made. That was his point. I just, it's very interesting. It's like they were, Matt, is he right? It's like they were overlooked. Is what Right. Oh, are you not checking that? Should I be checking that? I am looking. I'm trying to... The first thing I wrote was how many midgets in the U.S. Yeah, little people. And the first 50 articles were all like, it's little people. (laughs) Fuck off. You know what I mean. Just give me what I'm looking for. Don't be so rude. Was that his joke? Uh, 30,000 people in the U.S., Simon. Have our little people? Yeah. And how many trans people? I'll find out. Oh, it's going to be more trans because... But how many people actually... No, it doesn't work. It's yeah, I'm I'm wrong, but still, no concessions have been made for the little people. We we could say that uh, little people issues have been overlooked. <laughs> yes, you absolutely could say that, Kamar. I'm sorry, I had to tell that twice. But there's got to be more trans people than that because everybody considers themselves trans, whether they've had a surgery or not. So anybody could say it right yeah they no. won't even give you a number it's a different of course they won't give you but a number. you can't say you're a little person unless you're a little person is my point because you'll you'll clearly and be these lying. are surveys based on something there could be twice as many it, it just says 0.6 percent of u.s population so it's way more right 
0.6% well, of one percent of the population would be a th- thirty would be three million. Hold on a second. How do I do this? One percent would be three millions. Half a six six percent is half, so there'd be uh, one point five million. There you go. One point five. Fucking so rain still man. Way more. Fucking rain Anyways, man. Fucking rain so man. another very interesting point that Mark Norman brought up, and I know we've discussed this before but might merit talking about again is the ideas of these virtual reality ayahuasca trips. Yes. Yes. Right, so yes. This whole, I thought about you that whole the time. whole idea of psychedelic trips without having to take the psychedelics is very interesting. I don't know if it's a possible, I don't know if, cause the psychedelic is going inside of your brain. So I don't know if that's a, an auditory visual thing they can reproduce. Somehow stimulate your brain to hit that's, that thing. That's, that's what a it diff- is. That, but that's not virtual reality. That's what Terrence McKenna was saying. That one day they would be able to reproduce it with a computer. So I think he was saying with virtual reality. I don't know. Was he talking about actually re-stimulating your brain? Both are very interesting, Kamar. Like and, I, I, I see and the, I think you're forgetting to mention also augmented reality. Is part of it. Sure. Did you see the so Winnie the Pooh a ride? a combination of the two. Two lasers. Yeah. yeah. The Winnie the Pooh ride wasn't that crazy. No, I didn't see it. Well, you can watch it just on YouTube if you want. It's the uh, PLV Winnie the Pooh ride. The zombie one sounded interesting. Yeah. In they, the warehouse They showed there. the clip. That's cool. Oh, and, and did it, it look cool? Well, it's so interesting because you see- what it really what's is. happening yeah. it's two guys in a green room yeah and then you see what they're seeing and it looks insane right it looks insane right and what i've said the only problem i have with the vr is the leg when you turn sometimes and make you feel like you're in a boat or something or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if once and you lose out, a bit in the periphery that's little, when you're turning your eyes you know a little, little bit but it's once they get that down you could experience i don't and know going anywhere now Another thing they talked about, now I extrapolate a little bit on it, and I don't know if this is a good or a bad idea. I'm not putting a judgment out there. I'm just, tell me what you think. So you do virtual reality as like a way to rid people of these terrible um, predilections that they have, you know? So Eliminate racism. If you were a pedophile instead of sicking you out onto the world, they would load you into some sort of pedophile program where you were able to live out your fantasies without actually hurting anybody. And it would be like some sort of gun registry where they'd just come forward. I mean, that's how we... Well, they're doing that anyways, right? Like, Are they? Uh, and I'm not being Yeah, if you're jerky. a sex registered, well, what do you think if, the registered part of sex is? But there's so tons of non-registered... They have to commit the crime. Well, no, you're not a before. sex offender at but that what? point. But what? This would be... This would be punitive, not um, preventive. Well, it could be both. It could Preventing be, from happening again. It could be preventive from it ever happening. My point what is- What Kamar is saying is who's going to go out, like they'd have a registry because anyone that buys the pedophile program is automatically on a list, right? Uh-huh. If you have to go out and, right. yeah. if you okay. have to go out and buy a virtual reality program that lets you fuck kids, sure. Listen, there are people out there who have this sickness and hate it, and, and want to no, want uh, it to stop, and, and they would yeah. happily. I, I agree with you. I'm I just saying say Diablo that Avocado. I was just saying that to Kamar's point, they would still keep a registry of everyone that's bought that thing just on the off chance. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want that? Yeah, well, I would want that. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yes, you would. I mean, I guess there would. There could be some way you could do it um, anonymously. anonymously and that, you know, 
would get more people to do it and and maybe we don't even know if it would work yet it, this don't. this might take the opposite route and i was gonna say the argument would be that people going would the just, other way yeah i again i'm like i said i'm not making a judgment yeah. call i just thought it was an interesting concept because then it, it got me thinking to like school shootings these people who, who have this inside them maybe it's enough to like get it out virtually and they see the heinousness of it. And they're like, I, I would never do that in real life, you know, I, or it could go the other way. I, I, think, don't know. I think it's like a singularity thing in that, uh, by the time they figure out how, uh, VR could change someone's brain, we won't need it anymore. Mm -hmm. X factor will already <laughs> yeah. everything. No, once they can just plug it into your fucking cerebral cortex, then it's, but a virtual Sodom and Gomorrah, that's kind of what you're creating. You know what I mean? A place where you can go and, and sin so that maybe you don't have to sin in real life. Maybe that's what this is. But the person still hasn't want to do Matt, it. Matt, maybe that's what this is. Well, I'll tell you the most. And what Matt is talking about, everybody, is the simulation we're living in right now. Yeah, uh, I think most of them got that. I'm not I, sure they did. I, I don't know if Kamar did. I have something I want to talk about in the post show that's just going to blow you guys' mind. Well, we got to get there now if we want to do a post show. So... Oh, Just because time constraints. Well, no, we'll do one, but we got to end this now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No problem. So I apologize I, to listeners. No, no, We're I, tight for time. I was Super Bowl done. Sunday. Anyways, the only thing I was going to say was Joe said, when are they going to do a show about a podcast? And they did on Apple TV. They have I that said that months ago. I said that two months ago. I, I thought yeah, we talked about it on the I, show. I'm oh. just saying, and Joe should note. And I, if he's listening, <laughs> he can go watch it. It wasn't a terrible show. It wasn't I, great either. I thought it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. I thought in this one there was almost Terrible. a chance we could get mentioned. Like, hey, I even heard there's a podcast. There's a podcast. Didn't happen. We're not getting mentioned ever. Dude. Never. You can dream though. Universe. But, but no. Let's make this happen. You hurt Kamar's mom. Whenever they talk about, you know what I need? Yeah. Let's make this happen. Whenever they talk about the craziness of things about things about things, I go, oh, this could be it. But he also had an excellent opportunity once again in his position to ask if Dave Chappelle would ever come on the show. Yeah, we already know. He's never going on? No, Joe Joe talked about this a couple months Joe ago. Joe said he would have him on. No, Joe said. He's like, I've asked Dave multiple times. Dave said he might do it one day when he gets the urge. But right now, he just doesn't give a shit. And I believe Mark Norman's in the role to say, to just nudge about it and say something or whatever. He doesn't like you, does he? Or whatever he would do. Uh, he doesn't this. like you. They love each other. They did a fucking hey, show together. When we anyway. started this, when we started this show, we used to sometimes talk about things we wanted to happen or come up. You know what I mean? They didn't come up, and don't yeah, know. fair enough. Just bring us back to our roots. Boy. Saying, we gotta, just saying, I'm just trying to move this on, and you guys are yeah, both trying to done. keep us going here. We're done. Come on, rate the episode. Start. With oh the yeah, end. right. I give it a two. No, I can't do that. It's it's a three. My I'm trying to keep my story. It, it was, I was a little disappointed, except for that one point where uh, it was he talked about the show being too big, the Bernie thing. Everything else was just felt like another Mark Norman episode. I agree, but I think I what don't was know. the episode number? Come on, and you know what it was? Our episode is sixty-seven. No, no, no. The Mark Norman fourteen. Fourteen twenty. You know what it is too? Is that um, on a week like this, there was no bad uh, like travel thing or, or you know what i mean so they now become what they were and i realized i want to hear about something i mean i got that from daryl davis but it was just i inaudible to me to listen to but um something i don't know about yeah also i enjoy hearing people share their opinions about something i think about did he rate it 
Yeah, you gave it a three. Thank I gave you. it a three. What oh, do you, you give did. it? Yeah. Okay. And I give it a three point uh, two, two five. five. That's what yeah. you said already. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> now you want to go back and rate the week again? I still give it what I gave it. Oh, rewrite the week. Yeah. Uh, I would give this week. I don't. I have three point five. Is that what I gave it? That's what I gave it. That's what I stick. Oh, with. I said a three point six five. It's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Come uh, on, Matt sticks. What about you? I'll give it a three. Three point five. Three and a half. Kamar goes up by a whole one point five. Wow. Yeah, I think it was way too harsh on Daryl Davis. Kumar I was trying to be more realistic. I'm surprised what you guys gave your scores. Pretty like, much the same. I our, thought it was a good Of course our criteria are totally different. You're also forgetting there wasn't much to listen to this week, so I was, you know it was a light week and I thought the two episodes were decent. It was palpable. So there you go. Daryl Davis was great and Mark Norman is Mark Norman. I Th- thought Mark Norman was great. Anyway, oh, no, he's not bad. He's just the same old. That being said, uh, sorry for the short week. It's Super Bowl Sunday, so it's a good thing. We got a lot to do. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do so. It's jrepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, jreepodcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Babar, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Simon on Instagram. At Bigfoot Sighting Society. You can follow me on Instagram at Floydy, F-L-O-Y-D with five E's. Um... We have a Reddit. It's uh, reddit.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. And if you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Um, you get a bunch of extra content there. We have a series called This Won't Age Well, where we go back and listen to old episodes and do what we do here and just see how well they've aged, see who got me too, this, that, and the next. Um, we will we'll also get the post show early. So uh, go jump on there. You can do, for, do so for as little as a dollar a month. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys have a great week weekend. We hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. And uh, go San Fran. Keep your eyes open. Chiefs. <laughs>